We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland. From the North Shore to the Classic Eight. From the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cup. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. The boys are falling. It's the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. As always, powered by our friends at Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. We will get you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. You know, it's playoff time, kind of. This is, uh, look, I don't need to tell you guys, this has been a strange year. Just, uh, it's an odd year that's been going on. And we're covering the games that we thought for sure were uh, were being played today. Then we found out a couple hours ago, um, I didn't, I found out 10 minutes ago, the Nicolay at Marquette game um, has been canceled, Nicolay forfeited. So Marquette will move on and play the winner of the Oak Creek-Kenosha-Bradford game. Franklin had to uh, had to forfeit. And I know those that coaching staff over there, not happy. And uh, they were to be playing Menominee Falls, and that would have been a heck of a game. One of the better games of the night. So Menominee Falls moves on. We'll play the winner of Muskego and Arrowhead. Let me tell you the games we've got uh, covered right now. And if uh, if I don't t- talk about a game that you're at, 799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tell Austin you want to come on and talk a little bit about the game you're at or give us scores. We've got the Lake Geneva Badger at Brookville East game covered. Waterford at Waukesha West. Arrowhead at Muskego. Kenosha Bradford at Oak Creek. New London at Key Wascom. Whitefish Bay at Martin Luther. Madison Edgewood at Lakeside Lutheran. And Elkhorn against Catholic Memorial at Waukesha North. We, uh, I'll tell you this. This has been the most difficult year, and these two young guys that are in studio with me, man, these guys are like, uh, nothing bothers these two. They're like, yeah, we're good, man. Don't worry about it. Just, you're fine. And uh, Sam Schmitz, Austin, you you guys have uh, have carried me this entire year, so I appreciate it. And the guys that are out covering games, I can't thank you enough because it's been difficult. I've gotten more calls at quarter to seven on a Friday night saying there's no lights on. There's nobody in the parking lot. 
And I thought it did a pretty good job of making sure, you know, calling 48, 72 hours before, everything's on. Yep, everything's good. Yep, can we get our guy in the game? Yep, give me the name. All set. And uh, still, we the Nicolay Marquette game, not on. And I've got a guy uh, – I, he's got to believe that I do this to him on purpose. I'm, I'm telling you. Let's, uh, I think we've got, do we have him? Let's get over line five if we can. It seems every single week, Mr. Mister Wachillis, man, I don't do this on purpose, I'm telling you. Mike, I'm out here at Hart Park. Uh, we've got a final. <laughs> it's Marquette 2, Nicolay nothing. Yeah. Uh, the lights are already off. We're going to call it a game. Uh, the fastest game I think I've ever covered uh, since being associated with your fine program. Well, and first of all, thanks for saying it's a fine program, even though I've sent you to about six games this year <laughs> that didn't exist. However, if things were normal, you'd yeah. be okay with this. Lefts is across the street, go down to Hector's. There's a couple of those spots over in Wauwatosa that you may have stopped at once or twice. Oh, if, if things were normal, as you said, this would have been one of the best assignments of the evening regardless of what the game would have been. I'd have covered the peewee football games down there for you if you were to put me near uh, the stretch of uh, wonderment that you just described. Well, I can tell you the guys at Lefts have asked me not to have you cover games over there anymore because near the end of the game, you're in their establishment with binoculars, no shirt on. They said, look, we got to get with Chillis out of here. You can't have him covering games over here anymore. It gets a little ugly until they look at the till, and then they're always happy. So it makes no difference after that, right? Well, the one that when you ran out of there and didn't pay, they charged me. I wasn't too happy about that. Hey, tell me, what's what's going on? Who's going to play quarterback for the Badgers tomorrow? You know, as far as we know, life is still up in the air. Um, you hope it's Graham Mertz. You're keeping your fingers crossed it's Graham Mertz. Um I just I think uh, tomorrow is more do or die for Michigan than it is the Badgers. I think the Badgers will have a little bit of a leeway coming off of the two weeks of mess that they've been dealing with. But I think Harbaugh's on the hot seat. And they lose tomorrow night. Uh, you could have the hot take of the evening and find that Jim Harbaugh doesn't make it into next week. Well, I can tell you this: that Steve Jones, the head football coach up at Kimberly, yeah, he said, look. You know what? If my boy has to play, Mr. Vanderboom, if he's got to play, we'll be okay. You guys will be okay. This kid's a winner. I'm telling you, that's what he's thinking right now. This is a whole different level. You ask a kid to go play in the big house. Now, look, there's not going to be 115,000 people there. But he understands, you know, it's a Saturday night game. And and he's played in some big games on the high school stage, not on this stage. No, it's it's a different stage. But, like you said, without – a hundred plus thousand in the big house, um, a, a Michigan team that's reeling a little bit. If there was a time when you got thrown on in on the hot seat, so to speak, this might not be too bad as far as establishing yourself, whether you're going to end up with the Badgers next year or maybe end up in that transfer portal. Hey, so when do you, uh, we're talking to Don with Chillis, who for the third time this year, I've sent him to a game <laughs> that he sent me a picture and said, what game you want me to cover? The lights are out. There's nobody in the parking lot. And I, I had to have him come on so that I would I could tell him, I swear I didn't do this on purpose. Yeah, you didn't. I, I, yeah, I, you didn't. It, you know how when Mike Bush is healthy, and uh, he's getting better, by the way. I, I, I really Good. should start with that. Um, I've, I've texted him a few times this week, and our guy is uh, – 
if if we were doing a show next week, maybe the following week, I I got a feeling that he would be there. However, I told him I put him on the IR. He was done for the year, and he yeah, said, "Hold on, it might be a quick pull." I said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna put you there." Uh, but he's doing really much better. But you know, there there was a couple of years in a row that every game he went to was something weird, something special, something double overtime. Kid, you know, it hit off his face mask, went up in the air, and you know, some kid caught it and raced in with no time left. That kind of stuff. And he was like, he would say to me, "How do you pick these?" I go, "I don't know. It just <laughs> happens." Yeah, the Wisconsin Lutheran at Oconomowoc game that just ended. You know, right. uh, ten minutes ago, that. it was like seventy nine seventy or something, <laughs> right. and we were he. It was the middle of the third quarter. We we're getting off the air. He said they ran out of Gatorade, man. They were out of Gatorade, <laughs> and those are the kind of games Bush went to. Well, this year, it's the Wachillas. There is no game. There's no yeah. game, man. What do you want me to yeah. do? Yeah, so, the the uh, concert tour shirt has nothing on the back. There's it no, do, it no does. No on the back whatsoever. I'm telling you. Hey, um, when do you transition? And and Don, if you don't know, hosts our, our college sports show, and uh, he does a great job. He's been doing. How many years you've been doing that show? Uh, I think this is seven or eight for us now. Wow, and they said it wouldn't last. Well, yeah, there's there's a few things that have been associated with we didn't think was going to last, but we'll take it. That first week was a little bit more difficult, I think, than maybe people thought. That kind of made me giggle a little bit. But other than that, <laughs> um, when do you start to transition then into basketball? Do you do both? Because Wisconsin basketball is going to kick off here soon or start yeah, we, throwing up. We did our preview show last week, Mike, um, in looking ahead at the basketball season. And then once they start playing ball, divide our time between uh in this case this year badger football and then any schools now that are are jumping into the fray you know it's funny don because when when we brought uh the idea of having you know are we gonna do the show again management was like what, what are they gonna talk about and i said are you kidding that same yeah. with high school stuff what are you gonna talk about there's a zillion things to talk about with high school sports and if there's no games we'd still have a zillion things to talk about and same with college sports, obviously. You you went through a, a span where it didn't look like the Big Ten was going to play. And you guys were doing great. It, it uh, And with basketball now overlapping as much as it is, you guys will have more than enough to, to, to cover those two hours. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, there's, there's plenty to cover, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Hey, Don, thanks a lot. Sorry that uh, you're sitting over and, and again, I know you don't like going into establishments right now, and, and I apologize for that, but when things uh, open up, I'll meet you over at Lefts and I'll buy you a sandwich or something. Mike, beer gardens have space heaters. That's all I'll say. <laughs> there, there you go. You, you go do what you do. Don, thank you very much. I appreciate it, uh, you uh, sticking with us again this year and looking forward to doing this again next year. Nah, you're welcome, bud. Great job as always, especially during uh, this crazy time, and hopefully by the time we roll through this next year, Life will be a little bit back more to normal. Boy, I hope so. I, I really do. That's Don with Chillis. Thank you very much. He's the host of our college sports show. Let's get to line four if we can. Michael Rachel. He is at the Arrowhead at Muskego game. Michael, give us an update. Hey, Mike. Yeah, uh, first drive from Muskego, they come away with three points. Felt like a win from Arrowhead. They had a big play. Their quarterback threw it to Alex Jim Reschek for a big gain to get it inside the Arrowhead 10, but Arrowhead had a nice uh, defensive stand near the goal line. Muskego had to settle for three, and now Arrowhead is driving down the field. They just passed midfield. 
Uh, seven minutes to go still in the first. Aren't you glad uh, I didn't ask you to go see Homestead tonight? <laughs> I'll tell you what, this has like a mini college atmosphere to it. They it got does. The video replay board going. It's pretty it's the real deal here. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, um, their athletic director, Ryan McMillan, is my co-host on, on the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show uh, to every Saturday from 10 to noon until we transition to basketball. And uh, he was the head football coach at Oconomowoc, played at Stevens Point. And one of the better athletic directors in the state of Wisconsin, I can tell you that. They uh, they definitely do it right. Michael, keep your eye on number 24, Hunter Waller. He's going to Wisconsin, and he is, uh, man, he is something else. He's an awfully good football player. Will do, yeah. I definitely will watch for him. All right, Michael, Rachel, thank you very much. Let's get to line one if we can. Tyler's covering the Kenosha-Bradford at Oak Creek game. Tyler's brought to you by Deal Logos and Awards. Go see Smokin' Hot Mary. For all your awards, promotions, and embroidery work, Tyler Peters, give us an update. Hey, Mike. We have seven minutes left in the first quarter, and Oak Creek is on top, seven to nothing. What happened was Kenosha Bradford, they actually took their opening kickoff. Christian Crump returned it all the way to... And, and they were forced to punch. Then Oak Creek, they started their first... Their their own 15, but in two plays, Zach Peterson broke off a 77-yard touchdown. Run. That was with 9:15 last in the first quarter. And Bradford, just now they had the game of drive going, and then they had an incomplete on screen pass. It was considered backwards, so it was a live fumble. And Oak Creek has just recovered it now near midfield. So Oak Creek up seven nothing on Kenosha Bradford, and they got the ball again. Tyler, thank you very much. The winner of that game will play on Milwaukee Marquette on, uh, I believe, Thursday of of next week. Let's get to uh, line two if we can. Eric Block's covering the Elkhorn at Catholic Memorial game. And uh, Eric is brought to you by Citizens Bank. They're the newest partner to to all of our high school programming. Citizens Bank is a full-service community bank with 12 convenient locations. Eric, what's going on? Hey, Mike, uh, we know the last couple of weeks Memorial struggles on offense. I think they uh, decided to switch it up a little bit tonight. They, as far as I'm concerned, the best overall player, Charlie Jarvis, they put him in at quarterback, first drive, uh, shotgun. He ran 70 yards down the sideline. Nobody could catch him for a touchdown. And then when I was on hold, uh, Elkhorn punted on their next drive, and uh, Oxner caught the punt and returned a punt for a touchdown. Oh. So we're 14 nothing Memorial right away, right off the bat. Boy, they uh, they needed that. They needed yeah. that. They haven't put up many points here the last couple of weeks. Eric, thank you very much. Let's get to line three if we can. Jason's at the New London at Kewaskum game. Jason, give us an update. Well, New London got on the board early. Uh, they had a third and ten, and they ended up connecting on a 65-yard pass from Nosky to Jackson Fields to go up 7-0. Uh, that was at the 11:22 mark. Uh, Kewaskum then... Uh, went three and out, but then uh, forced a fumble and recovered it, and Kewaskin just missed a 28-yard field goal. So we're at the 740 mark in the first quarter. New London's up 7-0. Hey, do you still have nightmares uh, with New London and that text that you sent me? You're not going to cry on the show, are you? Hey, it, my, my <laughs> nightmares are more with Wisco. So if yeah. you need to just remind him that, you know. I, I will. I talk to him every once in a while, let him know that you're still thinking about him. Oh, yeah. That's Jason. Way too often. Jason Pittman, seven nothing, New London over Kewaskum. Jason's brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Obviously, fall is here. 
Time to get those new windows and doors you've been talking about. Go to PellaWI.com. Let's get to line four. Ted is at the Lake Geneva Badger at Brookfield East game. Ted, give us an update. Yeah, here in the first quarter, Brookfield East scores first on a one-yard touchdown plunge from senior running back Dustin Lee, and they lead 7-0 to zero with five minutes to go in the first quarter over Lake Geneva Badger. Hey, the entire Badger coaching staff in shorts tonight? No, actually not. They're all bundled up. Really? Hey, it's not like the old Oak Creek coach staff, Coach Cook had, uh, uh, who was it? He had a couple guys on his staff that would brave the elements. Hey, man, Hensler's never worn pants to coach. I'm shocked if he has pants on. He doesn't have shorts on? No, they're, they're all bundled up. Man, yeah, no, he got, he's getting soft. Yeah, he's getting soft. He is. You know, well, as I speak now, Brookfield Leafs is driving again. So yeah. they're now down to the 28-yard line of Badger. Hey, uh, Ted, thanks a lot. Again, 7 nothing. Brookfield East gets uh, Lake Geneva Badger. He's brought to you by Boilermakers uh, Local 107. They're looking for apprentices starting at $27 an hour. Go to Boilermakers107.com. Let's get to Andy. And then we'll get to a break. Andy's at the Whitefish Bay at Martin Luther game. Andy, give us an update. Mac, I got Whitefish Bay 7, Martin Luther 0, 7, 12 left, left in the first quarter. Mac, I don't know if you know this, but it is Mike McGivern Appreciation Night here at Martin Luther. And that would explain why there's absolutely nobody here. So, um, in all seriousness, I had to actually park at the department store, which is next door to the high school. Um, Oh, you know what? We must have just lost Andy. That's amazing. Must have just lost Andy. I obviously his phone must have went out. Seven nothing Whitefish Bay over Martin Luther. Andy was brought to you by. I, I, he's going to need to go here. Fastback Physical Therapy in New Berlin. Visit fastbackpt.com, and you'll receive a free virtual consultation for any injury. Get back to doing the things that you love to do. Pain. Free seven nothing Whitefish Bay over Greendale Martin Luther. Let's get to a break. Other side will continue to get updates and scores from all the top area high school football games. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Kern Electric on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the current, to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Kern Electric on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo as I have all this uh, this season. I, I miss having a co-host. You know, I, I definitely do, and and certainly I've had some of the best co-hosts around, man. You know, Ron Davies. Uh, you can't get any better than that, and Jeff Tricky, and a lot of these guys that Hall of Fame coaches that I would have come sit in here with me and and uh, we would chat about high school football and some of the conversations during the breaks were incredible. They just weren't. I miss having having that. Let's get out to line one. Uh, John Moore. John is covering the uh, Waterford at Waukesha West game. John is brought to you by Lynch McGuanago, the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealer. Huge selection of new and used vehicles from which to choose. Go to lynchmcguanago.com. Come, John, give us an update. Well, Mike, we got 7 nothing Waterford. The two teams traded turnovers early in the first quarter, but Waterford capitalizes on their possession. 
getting the ball deep inside Waukesha West territory, and Casey North goes in from one yard out to make it 7 nothing Waukesha West. But Waukesha West is currently driving. They're inside the 20. Hey, what uh, is there a decent crowd out there tonight? Mike, the Waterford fans are really loud tonight. I yeah. don't know why that is, but obviously they're keeping warm. <laughs> well, you know what? They they are. And Waterford, I know they uh, they love football in, in Waterford. That's for sure. They love uh they love going out and watching these guys play, and when they're at home, it's just, again, when it's normal, um, just an awfully really good crowd. The winner of this game will play the winner of the Lake Geneva Badger-Brookfield East game, and they'll play, I think, Thursday. Most games are going to be Thursday. Uh, so, John, this will be our last scoreboard show. So, I, you know, if I don't get a chance near the end of the show to say thank you, let me say it now. You've done a great job. You go wherever I tell you to go, and I really appreciate that. No problem, Mike. Thank you very much for allowing me to do stuff like this. And Mike, with with co-hosts like us, you don't need those guys in the in the booth with you. You got us. We're yeah, good to go. Yeah, no, no doubt. But when you you know you're talking to a guy like Ron Davies, he he has forgotten more about football than you and I will ever know. No and, doubt, uh, Mike. No doubt. <laughs> other than him wanting to talk about Kenosha Tremper and Shored Mesmer every four minutes, you know, hey, this guy had look. When you talk about the greatest high school football coaches in the history of the state of Wisconsin, he is in that conversation. Absolutely. And so to be able to just pick his brain on some stuff has been unbelievable. So I do, I miss having him in studio. John, thank you very much. Uh, keep us up to date. 7 nothing Waterford over Waukesha West. Hey, Sam, when you played at Waukesha West, crowd-wise, man, kid, all the kids came out? It was a packed, I mean, our bleachers were packed every night. Even on the away side, too. I mean, I never saw it empty on either side. No. And you always had, like, you know, it was all even, like most schools. You know, you got the fans on, you know, the far left side. You got all the parents and then, you know, former alum and all that. Yeah, I liked doing that Thursday night game at Waukesha West because it was an event. And they made an event. When you walked in, there was a lot of kids and people. And then the parents, I think, stood there and waited to after the game. And they had cookies and no, stuff yeah. for the players. We and- had, I mean, we had. It was, they were called the football moms, obviously. But okay. like, they had their own group. They met up every week. You know, it was like it was an organization. And then they were, they organized like pasta dinners for us too the night before every game, where we'd go to one player's house and his mom would host, and it would just be like spaghetti pasta and all that. It was as we get ready for the next game. Yeah, boy, that's. I don't know how you beat stuff like that. You know, and and these kids. Look, Muskego's got it going right now. Waukesha West had it going for a while, for sure. And we used to go – I've probably done six games on the sidelines at Waukesha West. And then a number of games where they were the away team, and you, the crowd was just incredible. The kids were good. I've interviewed – I interviewed over the years some really interesting kids in some of the clubs that they were involved in at the school – and it, it just was incredible the amount of confidence these kids had and said, look, this is what I believe in. And if other kids want to join this club, this is what their mission statement has to be. And, yeah, it's uh, some good kids out there. Yeah, I think Coach Tricky and Coach Rux especially, I mean, not only do they enjoy coaching kids that turn into great football players, but they enjoy turning them into, like, men Yeah, that do something greater outside of football and all that. I remember being on the sidelines. It was uh, at McGuanago when uh, Coach Tricky, I I knew of him for sure, had never met him, and he started walking, like, towards me before the game, and I thought, man, that's Jeff Tricky, right? That's somebody, and he goes, hey, I'm a big fan, big time, and I go, what? He goes, yeah, I'm a big fan. I go, coach, I'm a huge fan of yours. He started laughing. And we become pretty good friends. 
You know, he uh, every once in a while sent me a text. His, his wife, Rhonda, and I have gotten to be friends. She came in studio and I did a Coach's Wife show. And we had one coach's wife who knew more about football than he did. And then uh, Mrs. Tricky, Rhonda, who said, look, I'm still not sure what first and 10 means, but I throw a really good postgame party. And uh, when the coaches come over and she said, I never missed a game when he was coaching and I loved it. I just don't really understand the game. And then the woman to her left was like, hey, look, I watch to see what kind of defense they're playing. If they're playing man zone too deep. And she's going through all this and Rhonda's looking at her like, holy cow. So pretty incredible. Let's get to line one if we can. Jason Pittman, New London at Kiwaskum. Jason, give us an update. Well, the Indians tied things up. Uh, Hunter Lozer with a four-yard touchdown run here in the uh, last minute of the first quarter. It was set up by a uh, 37-yard pass from Michael Daniel to uh, Ben Butler that got Kiwaskum down inside the five. And that was set up by an interception by defensive tackle Ben Leister, of all people. Good for him. So, exactly. Highlight moments in his uh, last home game of his career. And we just ended the quarter at 7-7. And the winner of this game will take on Fox Valley Lutheran. Hey, um, Jason, the loser of this game goes home and this is the end? Uh, Most likely. I mean... Teams can try to find someone to play, but I don't know how many more are going to want to play after so many of them drop this week. Hey, one of the questions Austin asked during the break is, so let, let's say that Muskego wins out uh, or Menominee Falls wins out, and they they want to then take a look at you know somebody up in a different area. Now it's not WIA sanctioned, but let's say um, you know let's say Hudson wins out and or Marshfield. And they want to go play them. What's stopping them from? What's stopping the athletic director from Muskego calling the athletic director from Marshfield saying, "Hey, do you want to meet somewhere in the middle and get a game in?" You mean like the the week after? Uh, yes. After that, we're done. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I you'd probably have issues with uh, the WIA. You'd have to check with Wade Lebecki on that for sure. Um, otherwise, I would think. Uh, I don't know that your school would be covered uh, liability-wise if you're playing outside of your season. And I, and I don't think they can use the the school equipment either. Right, exactly. Yeah, there 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 is some stuff there. And I I just uh, I wasn't sure. I'm sure that they could get in some trouble, but I and I don't know how the WI could stop it, other than saying you're look you're not covered liability-wise and you you can't use the school equipment. Right, and officials might. Uh, be risking licensure too if they decided to work it. Yeah, no doubt. Jason, thank you very much. 7 7, uh, Kiwaska and New London. Let's get over to uh, line two. Haven't checked in with Monty yet. He's at the Madison Edgewood at Lakeside Lutheran game. Monty, give us an update. Uh, right now it's 24 to nothing in the first uh, oh. period. Uh, <clears throat> Micah Cody ran one for 47 yards for a touchdown. And then. Uh, uh, fumble recovery by Tosoni Vader for a touchdown, and then another fumble recovery for a touchdown by Johnny O'Donnell. So, uh, Mike, did you guys did you realize that this game would be like this? Has Edgewood had a down year? Yeah, they're a little down, but they're young. I think they're young. Have you heard anything score wise from Austin at Lake Mills? 
No, I have not heard anything there. No, me neither. So the winner of this game will play. I, I think how wonderful would it be to get Lake Mills one more time? I mean, you guys beat them in overtime, so maybe that should be the end. But to get them one more time to end, you know, the seniors' career against a rival like Lake Mills would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, but I think it's kind of a little bittersweet with them because they've played them so much over the years. It may be like a different opponent. Opponent? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to maybe go play Xavier or somebody like that. Yes, yes. That's what that'd be really nice. Yeah, it would. Hey, um, just so you know, and I don't know if uh, Coach Denoyer's sitting by you. Uh, no, he's not. He's actually hunting. He's hunting because uh, the athletic director used to be the head football coach at Kewaskum. Talked about uh, how he still sees Kurt Denoyer in his uh, nightmares because they beat him <laughs> when he was at Wisconsin Lutheran. And um, he said, man, you tell that guy he's I, I still uh, I can't get him out of my kitchen. So you let him know that the old football coach is now the AD at Kiwaska still sees Kurt Denoyer in his, in his dreams. So. Yeah, actually, he brought that up the other day to me. He did? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. He said there were some uh, battles up there. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, uh, they went on to win the state championship and roll on a team that, that uh, he really, Kiwaska really thinks they would have won the goal that year. So, Monty, thank you very much. Twenty-four nothing, Lakeside Lutheran over Edgewood. Let's get to line three before we get to a break. Tyler is at the Kenosha Bradford at Elk Creek game. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike. The second quarter has just started, and Oak Creek has added to their lead. They're now up fourteen to nothing. And what happened was after another, on, the, on their second offensive drive, Zach Houston broke off another big run, this time a 48-yard dash. So his first two carries of the game, he already has over 120 yards. Kenosha Bradford on their, on their third offensive drive, they once again got things going, but then they turn over the ball again. This time, uh, the second pass got intercepted by Oak Creek. Fortunately, this time... Bradford's defense was there to hold. They got the ball again. They're facing a third and seven at the Oak Creek 39. 11-22 left in the first half. 14-0 Oak Creek. Tyler, thank you very much. Tyler's brought to you by Citizens Bank, newest partner to our high school programming, helping people and businesses achieve their financial goals since 1892. Citizensbank.bank. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue getting your scores and updates from all these, I don't know if it's level one, level two, all these playoff games. How about that? All the playoff games in the area. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric, home of the superheroes, on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com for any of your electrical needs. We are 1250 AM, the fan. We get you the most current and up-to-date scores in all top area playoff games. That's the only way I guess I can put it in the area. Let's get to line one. Eric, he is uh, watching Catholic Memorial. They were rolling on Elkhorn a little bit in the first quarter. Hey, Eric, uh, give us an update. Hey, Mike, since we talked last, uh, they handed a handoff to Charlie Jarvis on a halfback option, and he threw a 20-yard oh, touchdown yeah. pass, so now he has a 70-yard touchdown run and a 20-yard touchdown pass, and it's 21-0, Catholic Memorial, second quarter. Eric, I ever tell you my uh, 
my story of having Catholic Memorial run that play against me when I was coaching? Uh, I heard it, but let's hear it again. Man, Billy Young. Years and years ago, I'm at Dominican. I'm coaching freshman football, getting in an argument with Chuck Bova as he's the freshman football coach at Memorial. And uh, we lose 14-12 after the game. I said, good game, coach. That was a good freshman game. And Chuck Bova said, really? My kids will pay for this debacle. And I called him some, some words I'm probably not too proud of. And that afternoon, now I'm doing stats for the varsity game at Whitefish Bay Stadium. We're down 45 nothing with, I don't know, six minutes to go, five minutes to go. And they, run a, they ran a double reverse pass, bomb for a touchdown. After the game, I'm in the men's room, and there's Bill Young. I said, man, was that necessary? He said, you didn't like that? I said, no. He said, get better. It's not at my fault. Get better. <laughs> I, I should be able to run what I want to run. you got to get better. you got to stop it. And I'll tell you what, he has asked me 15 times, never tell that story again. <laughs> but, hey, Eric, it was it a, you want to talk about an epiphany for me as a young coach to say, hey, look, he's right. He's right. He shouldn't stop running what he runs because we can't stop it. That's right. And that's that's it. But he said, look, I don't do that stuff anymore. I said, come (laughs) on, Billy Young. Come on now. He, uh, I'll tell you what, if there's a better coach, you know, for as long as he's done it, it's incredible, man. He looks great, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he looks great. He'll probably do it. I hope he does it as long as until Isaiah goes through the program. That's for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, he – he sits on Saturday morning, still Very does it old school. Again. He breaks down film. And, hey, if anybody's asking, I know you're standing in the end zone like you're supposed to, but last we heard it was 7 nothing Whitefish Bay over uh, Martin Luther. I know Andy has not called back in since uh, we had a problem, I think. I th- we either hung up on him or we had a problem with the phone. I can't remember. <laughs> but it was 7 nothing Bay. Eric, thank you very much. Let's get over to line two if we can. Tyler, again, is at the Kenosha-Bradford at Oak Creek game. Tyler Peters, give us an update. Hey, Mike. Well, Kenosha-Bradford is finally on the board. They're now, they're now down 14-7 to Oak Creek. On their, on their most recent offensive drive, they were finally able to get the ball moving with very minimal issues. And Nate Olsen threw an eight-yard touchdown pass to Cameron Lake, south of 724 left in the first half. So now Oak Creek has the ball facing a second down with just over seven minutes left. Still 14-7 uh, Oak Creek. And Kenosha Bradford, which is the one player that's been catching my eye, he's been actually, he's actually run off a couple of runs. Sophomore Keeney Park. This one, 165 sophomore. He's got some shifting on him, Mike. Yeah, he's, he's good. That quarterback from Oak Creek who's a freshman is awfully good as well. He has actually thrown some free. He hasn't been able to show a lot of passes right now. It's been mostly running for Oak Creek. So he has just about the full pass, and he has overthrown. That was an intended pass for Joey Flaherty. He just overthrew him. So now it's a third down for Oak Creek. Hey, um, Tyler, thank you very much. Tyler Peters brought to you by our local pick-and-save stores. Listen every Saturday from 10 to noon during the Varsity Blitz Show to meet this week's pick-and-save student athlete of the week. Thanks, pick and save. Let's get to line one if we can. Jason, he is at the New London at Kewaskum game. Jason, give us an update. Uh, New London takes the lead in a 16-yard pass from Nosky to field. Uh, we're under eight minutes now, 14-7. to seven. Bulldogs are in the lead. 
Hey, Jason, you know, we talked last week, and I told you I don't think I'd want to be playing Key Wasman because they were playing pretty good football. You still feel that way? Are they still playing pretty well right now? Yeah, we're a little thinner this week, though, due to some uh, uh, quarantining stuff going on. So we are missing a, cu- a couple guys up front. But but our kids are uh, – we've got, you know, most of our guys here, and we're battling. So. Hey, Jason, now on the uh, uh, top of the bracket, Fox Valley Lutheran got a bye – um, Wapaka forfeited. Do you know as an athletic director, and I don't know if you'll tell me this or not, are, did 100% of the teams who forfeited forfeited for COVID reasons? I do not know. I do not know. I'm going to assume most of them are just because of, uh, from what I've been hearing from a lot of schools with their number of uh, uh, situations, number of kids being quarantined. Interesting, because there's a couple that – schools I'd like to know about um, just because it, it didn't look like a good matchup. It looked like a poor matchup for them and wondering if some of these schools just said, you know what, we're, we're done for the year. Well, and I know some schools, I was told some schools administration made the decision without conferring with coaches too. Yeah, I heard that as well. But I'll tell you, there's very few things that can tick off a, uh, tick off a coach more than that. You don't do. I agree you, with you. You don't I do that. Hey, as the athletic director, you don't do that, right? You talk to your coaches. Heck no, I work with my coaches. That's good. He is Jason Pittman. That's uh, that's what I want to hear. Fourteen seven, New London over Kiwasman again. The winner of that game will get a chance to play the number one seed at Fox Valley Lutheran on, I believe, Thursday night. Next time we get Jason on. We'll ask him about that. It's it's scheduled for Thursday unless both teams um, both teams agree that they want to play on Friday. They can play on Friday, but right now it's scheduled for Thursday. This is the Citizens Bank High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Kern Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Austin Delaney, and it's time now for your Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz Scoreboard Update. Towards the end of the first quarter, it's Brookfield East over Lake Geneva Badgers 7 to nothing. Uh, Waterford and Waukeshaw West are knotted up in the first quarter at 7 all. Muskego with the early lead over Arrowhead. It's 3 nothing. Muskego late in the first. Oak Creek over Kenosha Bradford early in the second quarter. It's 14 to 7 Oak Creek. New London, as we just heard, just took the lead over Kewaskum in the second quarter. It's 14 to 7 New London. Whitefish Bay has a 7-0 lead over Martin Luther. Lakeside Lutheran with a 24-0 lead over Madison Edgewood. And Catholic Memorial has a 21-0 lead over Elkhorn in the second quarter. This scoreboard update is brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores. Listen tomorrow to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show from 10 to noon. Mike McGivern and Ryan McMillan will be talking about these playoffs with a number of guests. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM. The fan. Let's get right to it. Andy Marino's at the Whitefish Bay Martin Luther game. It's seven nothing Whitefish Bay. Andy, give us an update. Oh, but hey, you know what? Andy, it's really hard to hold on. Can Andy, you you there? I right, turn him up. Now we'll turn him up. 
All right, young man. You know, there's lessons to be learned every day. Hopefully that lesson has been taught. If not, there's a lot of other things that we can do back here. Oh, we're just getting started tonight, Mac. <laughs> that's that's great. You, you know what? Uh, your dad sent me a text and said, do you want me to go get him? <laughs> and I said, no, just let's see where he's going with this thing. He's going to send that, that short bus for you, if you know what I'm talking about. And he, give us his update, Whitefish Bay at Martin Luther. Well, you said the score already. This has turned into a defensive struggle. 7 nothing. still Whitefish Bay. Five and a half minutes left in the second. Um, Martin Luther's defense is keeping them in this game. Uh, they blocked a Whitefish Bay field goal and also shut down a look like a surefire touchdown drive for Whitefish Bay. Um, and they just forced a, uh, a turnover on downs here as well. So defense is keeping them in this game on a night where the Martin Luther offense is really struggling to get going. This, you know, when I was here a couple of weeks ago, Martin Luther's offense is just high flying, unstoppable, and they're really having a hard time getting it cranked up here. So two things, Andy. Um, let me fill you in a little bit. Whitefish Bay hasn't given up a point now in eleven quarters, and the uh, quarterback for Martin Luther hurt his hand last week. Yeah. So. It's- he, is he handing the ball off a lot? Is he trying to throw a little bit? No, there was just a pass on their last drive where there was just no receivers around. So he's trying to air it out. It's just really inaccurate compared to, like I said, when I was here a few weeks ago. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, I, and look, this is uh, I'm going on the air with some inside information. He he had he is not throwing a ball until like yesterday at practice, and he really hurt his hand against Lake Country Lutheran. Yeah, it's uh, showing. I don't know what they can really do. Um, maybe switch to a running attack, which they haven't really been doing all that much. But uh should be an interesting uh, second half coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's surprising their defense is playing as well as they are because they've given up some points good for them. Andy, thank you very much. Let's get to line one if we can. And uh, Michael Rachel's covering the Arrowhead at Muskego game, one of the bigger games of the night. Michael, give us an update. Yeah, Mike, uh, second quarter, about to be halftime here, but Muskego now leads at 10-0. to zero. The scoring play was actually through the air, which is a little rare given the how much running's been going on during this game. It was uh, Dylan Crosby with a 55-yard touchdown throw to Alex Current to go up 10 nothing. This game has surprisingly been really sloppy on both sides. Arrowheads turned the ball over twice, both interceptions. But Muskego as well, they've had at least five holding calls. They had one... Uh, penalty where it was a holding and then their head coach got an unsportsmanlike for running out of the field so that was 25 yards that backed them up so surprisingly this game's been kind of ugly but 10 nothing with Kigo about to go into the half well a couple of things Michael that starting quarterback for Arrowhead who had a huge year um, he got knocked out two weeks ago and he's done right. for the year and these t- look Arrowhead Muskego do not like each other much but then yeah, Waukesha West doesn't like Arrowhead much either and, you know, any time that these two, two, two schools play, it gets uh, pretty emotional. And right now when you're talking about a game like this where there's not a lot of playoff games to be played, does not surprise me. Yeah, and that quarterback that you speak of is on the sidelines on crutches, so he's here supporting the team. Good to see uh, him out and about. Yeah, we, you know, we, we talked to the head coach at Arrowhead. He said, look, he, he is basically another coach now on the sidelines. So that's uh, that's awesome. Michael Rachel, thank you very much. He is brought to you by UW Credit Union for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. Learn more at uwcu.org. 
Let's get out to uh, line two, Jason Pittman. He's at the new London at Key Wasman game, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Obviously, fall is here. Time to get those windows and doors you've been talking about. Go to PellaWI.com. Jason, give us an update. Well, we're now tied at 14. Uh, we're at the three-minute mark of the second quarter. Miles Supernon of uh, Kiwaskum with an interception, which set up a 43-yard scamper by Max Melzer, junior tailback uh, for the Indians. Uh, ben Poshman, the German exchange student, the German boot. I don't know what, how you say that in German, so maybe maybe your schooling helped you here, Mike. Um, anyway, we're tied at 14 here, getting late in the second. I didn't know there was a German exchange student at Kiwaskum. You guys recruit like that? Like all over yeah. the world or what? Exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're international here. You know, Jason, they always said that guys like me at the, at these private schools, we never had a German exchange student. Well, this one just happened to work out. He was a, a fine soccer player for us this fall. And believe me, we've had, haven't had a whole lot of luck sometimes. I was so excited one year. We got a Brazilian kid to come here and play soccer and it, it wasn't good. You know, there, when I was at Martin Luther, there's there at least back then there was a number of, of Asian kids, China kids from China that would come, and I kept saying, "Look, can somebody get Yao Meng or Jeremy Lin?" Or <laughs> we got a lot of kids that are really good at chess, but we had two kids try out. One walked in in a Kobe uh, jersey. I thought, well, you get, you know, you're going to have a little bit of game if you're wearing a Kobe uniform, Kobe jersey. We like I I had to cut him before the end of the first practice. <laughs> that was not good, man. That was not that was not good because neither one of them, they just, it was bad. So I was like, come on, can somebody, whoever goes to China to recruit guys to come to Martin Luther, can we get a 6'5 kid one time? Because they're all about four foot nine at this point. So ah, yep. it was good. Jason, thank you very much. Uh, maybe one of the better games of the night, Kiwaskum up, or it's tied 14-14 against New London. Guys, let's get to a break. First hour in the in the books. And again, this will be our last show of the year. Last scoreboard show of the year. Want to thank everybody that's been involved in this thing. You know, certainly from Austin to Sam here back in the studio, uh, to everybody that's covering games out at uh, at different places. And, and these guys, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about calling audibles? I've had guys going to games and I've called them and said, you got to turn around and you've got to go another 30 miles the other way. And for the most part, these guys are like, done, whatever you need. So I appreciate everybody doing that. The only guy who's been a problem has been uh, Andy. Good old Andy Marino. He uh, he's he thinks he's a comedian, but I don't think he is. He pokes the bear a little too much. He pokes the bear. And, and notice that he always does it when he's about 30 miles away on the phone. Interesting. When we work together, he man, none of that stuff. Everything was yes, sir, no, sir. And, you know, when he's... 30 miles away via phone, figuring I can't, I'm not going to come over there and, and see him. But it's all right. I'll, I'll see him in person again, and we'll have that conversation. There's an, And he knows there's a number of ways I could take the conversation, so we'll just leave it at that. And I appreciate Andy going to all the games that he does. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Kern Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland, from the North Shore to the Classic 8, from the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Last, last. Hey, hey. 
It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. The boys are falling. It's the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. We'll get you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. Not a lot going on here tonight, but there's some pretty good games. I can tell you that. And again, I want to thank everybody that has gotten involved in this thing this year. It's just been a different year, as you know. Uh, At 8.15, we're going to talk to Craig McClellan. He is the head football coach at Union Grove. And we're going to have him on. They had to forfeit. And, look, they were playing as good as anybody, I think, in the state. I mean, they they, they beat Burlington. They, they had been playing at a really high level, had to shut it down. And we had Craig on last week, and he said, look, I, I just hope we get one more game in. And we've got some news about that. And we'll uh, we'll talk to Craig about that at 8.15. Hey, as guys uh, get more scores, and, and if you're at a game that we haven't talked about, give us a call at 799-1250. 414-799-1250. During the break, uh, Austin and Sam and I talked about, as a basketball coach, me having to cut kids and uh, some of the stories that I had. And I asked them if they've ever been cut. Sam, have you ever been cut from a, a, a team, been fired from a job? No, I've never been fired from a job, thankfully. But uh, as far as sports, I mean, I've never been like cut, cut. But like when I was in a... Right before I got into like middle school and all that, I tried out for the Junior West like basketball program and all that. Not, never like played organized basketball until then. It was like always YMCA and all that. So it was my first time trying out for like you know middle school basketball. <laughs> and after the first night of tryouts, I looked at my dad. I'm like, yeah, all right, we're not we're not doing this. Like, I I couldn't. I, my my whole thing is I can't dribble my right hand. So yeah. we'd be doing drills and all that, just going up and down the court. And I'm like here struggling, trying to dribble two balls at the same time. It's like all right. And then they call us a couple of days. They're like, hey, yeah, Sam uh, didn't make the cut. And my dad's like, yeah, we figured. We yeah, know. we figured that <laughs> yeah, that was not. happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what's interesting is when my son was little, we had one of these little hoops in the basement. And I'd say, before you take a shot, you got to go 50 with your left hand, 50 dribbles. Yeah. And he'd be like, I, I don't want to. I go 75. And I'm going to listen now. Right, so at, we won a state. We won state AAU in third grade at Wisconsin Lutheran Height College. Wisconsin Lutheran College. We won state, and we got in the car. He said, "Dad, I was like one of the only kids that could dribble with both hands." I said, "Matthew, why do you think I was doing that?" Yeah, where was this my whole life? He goes, "I thought you were punishing me." I go, "For what?" He goes, "I could never figure it out." I said, "You know what? That's that's awesome." Before we get to uh, to Austin on that, let's get out to line five. Andy Marino's at the Whitefish Bay Martin Luther game. Andy, give us an update. I got Whitefish Bay 13, Martin Luther 0. It's halftime here at Gene Schneider Field. Uh, Whitefish Bay just capped just before halftime, just capped a long, grinding drive. The Martin Luther defense, as I said, playing very well. They did not make it easy on the Whitefish Bay offense. Um, same running back, Grover. With the uh, 10-yard run for the score, 13 nothing, extra point, no good. Andy, thank you very much. Hey, Andy. Yeah. You ever been uh, cut from a sports team? No. Never? I never uh, made it to the high enough levels. <laughs> I played where, you know, if it, hey, you want to play? Sure, but you're going to ride the bench, which I did. So. Because you're a good team player. 
<laughs> I mean, you don't show that good team player on this. We made a, I made a comment that said, you know, the only time you give me some of the stuff you give me is when you're about 30 miles away. Because when we worked together, you were nothing but yes sir, no sir. Wonder why that is. I actually got a text that you're talking smack between calls here. So I, I, Whoever sent you that text is a – no, they're telling you the truth. I got people. Yeah, you got people. Yeah, okay. You know what? Maybe next time we'll find out who those people are. Here's Andy. I guess he's Andy Marino. That's what we'll go with. Andy brought you by Fastback Physical Therapy in New Berlin. Visit FastbackPT.com today. Receive a free virtual consultation on any injury and get back to doing the things you love pain-free. I, I all I can tell you about this company, Fastback Physical Therapy, is man, these are really good people over there. I've been there a number of times. Big fan of the people that uh, their their whole deal is let's get them back to the field, the court, you know, get you feeling good again, so you can get back to the things that you love to do, pain free. I want to thank them for being part of everything that I do. So I really do appreciate the people at Fastback Physical Therapy. Let's get to a line one if we can. Ted Lang. He's at the Lake Geneva-Brookfield East game. Teddy, give us an update. Halftime, big defensive battle here. Uh, Brookfield East still holding a 7-0 to lead over Lake Geneva Badger. Uh, and I found out this game was originally going to be Brookfield East and Brookfield Central. Right. But after playing each other for the last 10 years in the playoffs, they decided they want to play somebody different. So, you know, but uh, you know, it's been been a good defensive battle here. Big hits happening on both sides. Hey, you know, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go say hi to Coach Matt Hensler at the end, and I'm gonna tell him the giver and thinks you're getting soft. Getting a little soft. Hey, I wonder how they were able to get the games changed. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I'd like to know that because the the first schedule came out and it was Brook Central and Brook East, and it was Burlington against Lake Geneva Badger. And all of a sudden, about an hour later, it came out. And it was Badger of Brook East, and, and Brook Central was uh, to play Burlington, but Burlington obviously had a forfeit. And so Brook Central is going to play the winner of McGuanago Kenosha Indian Trail. I would assume it would be McGuanago, who's the one seed up there. And uh, they're going to play that game, I believe, Thursday night at Brookfield Central. That's interesting, and and you, know, I mean, you think about it. It's been Brookfield East, Brookfield Central for like the last eight years. Right in the playoffs, they faced each other, and basically in the last, I mean, it had to be four or five years. The winner of them went went to the state championship. You know, I got a uh, a message from Jed Kennedy a few days ago, and uh, I told Jed that I that I do miss him. He was always uh, he was always fun to talk to, win or lose. He would come on. He didn't back down. We had to, you know, I always remind him we have a seven-second dump button that we don't want to use. And uh, he'd laugh and say, don't worry, big time. I'm not, I'm fine. I don't know what these refs are thinking. So I I miss Jed Kennedy for sure. I miss miss Jed too, but I don't think Brookfield East does. No, I I don't (laughs) think they do either. Absolutely not. Excellent. Teddy, thank you very much. 7-0 Brookfield East over Lake Geneva Badger. Let's get to Tyler Peters. He's at the Kenosha-Bradford at Oak Creek game. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike. We're at halftime right now, and the score is still 14-7. to Oak Creek over Kenosha-Bradford. Bradford, they were finally able to get another offensive drive going. Uh, they also were able to hit Clinton Henry on a 34-yard pass all the way to the Oak Creek 63. They got to inside the 10, 
And then Oak, uh, quarterback keeper, he followed the ball at about the five-yard line, and Oak, and Oak Creek retarded. Kind of a controversial play, though. Kenosha Bradford was was shot at the referees that Olsen had been down. I didn't really get a good look at the play, so I couldn't really tell. But that stopped the drive short, and it's been uh, pretty much a defensive battle otherwise tonight. Once again, 14-7, Oak Creek over Kenosha Bradford at halftime. Tyler, thank you very much. Well done. Tyler's brought to you by MilwaukeeShirtGuys.com. T-shirts are a must for all booster club, business, churches, and events. MilwaukeeShirtGuys.com. Troy Schaefer, the owner of Milwaukee Shirt Guys. And, uh, man, one of the better uh, young men that I know. He uh, does a great job with that company. Hey, before we got a couple minutes before we get to a break. So, Austin, uh, you ever been cut by a sports team? I've never been cut by a sports team, no. You've ever been fired? Uh, unfortunately, yes, I have. You well, have? One time. You know, it's interesting. Sam says he's never been fired. And they told me here at Intercom... What would be great live radio? Sam, I'm sorry, but uh, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> but don't leave until 10 o'clock. I'm just kidding, of course. Austin, can you imagine if he just go got up? Andy and, Marino now. If he got, yeah, if he just got up and left, I don't know what we would do. You'd have to. We'd have over. to improvise, Mike. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sitting where he sits because I, I just start hitting <laughs> buttons. So what job did you get fired at? Uh, I was a custodian up at uh, the UW Oshkosh Rec Center. It was a job that I was uh, intending on leaving anyways. I didn't really need it at the time, but it was good for some extra money. But, yeah, I, uh, I overslept a work meeting on a Monday morning at, like, 7 a.m., and they weren't too happy about that. Yeah, I, um, I got fired from coaching basketball at Heritage Christian after one year. And uh, this was really difficult, I got to tell you. I didn't. I I was not going to coach anymore. I was going to go watch my son play up at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and the pastor at my church said, "Hey, look, just go in. I set this up. They want to interview you. Just go in and and go through the process one time." And so I did. And they called me for a second interview, and I hadn't even told my wife at this point. And I go in for the second interview, and they start talking about practice times. I said, "Why are you talking to me about practice times?" They said, "You're our guy." I said. Man, I, I need to tell my wife, are you kidding me? So prayed about it, ended up taking the, the, the job, and, and the athletic director said, look, I need four things from you. I want you to be competitive. I want you to uh, not have any kids quit the program because so many kids have quit the program. I don't want you to use foul language at or around our children, and I want you to do the, um, the programs that you put in in the interview, the community service programs you talked about, and he called me in at the end of the year. We're really competitive. And he said, Mike, uh, they're not going to renew your contract. I said, I'm getting fired. And he said, close the door. And I said, Ernie, it's okay. Like, he had tears coming down. He said, you did everything I asked you to do. And I said, well, they, he said, they told me to t send you an email. I said, Ernie, it's okay. I was praying about it, whether I want to continue on what I think is, is kind of my mission here, right? It's a ministry that I'm doing. And maybe I want to go see my son play. And I kept thinking that the Lord would gently tap me on the shoulder, but he's hitting me with a snot blocker here. And I ended up getting fired, and there's some things that happened after that. It was, uh, it was a good place. I ended up finding out why I got fired, and it was because I didn't name the head of the school board son of captain. And I thought, boy, oh, boy, unbelievable. And so people at Heritage Christian have asked me to stop telling that story, but it's pretty good radio, I think. Gotta love high school politics, right? You got you gotta you gotta love high school.
high school politics. So let's get to line one. John Moore. He is uh, – where is John? John's at the Waterford Walkshaw West game, I think. John, what's going on? Well, please, you know where I am, Mike, because I know where I am. But, you know, <laughs> well, I, go, I go where you send me. You know, you know what? <laughs> Most of the time in your life, you don't know where you are. You're lucky to have me to tell you where to go, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me where to go, Mike. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. It. We got uh, 7-7 at the half. Um, West tied ball game shortly after I had called you before on a rug to ports pass from 10 yards out to tie it up. And this whole entire second quarter was just a stalemate back and forth. And in the last minute and a half, we had four turnovers, two by each team. Wow. Boy, you don't see four turnovers in uh... – Waukesha West and Waterford, like, they definitely, both teams like to take care of the ball a little bit. Is Waterford running more than passing right now? Right now, like, they're pretty balanced on both sides. They just really can't get any drive going. They just can't uh, capitalize on any good field position. Cause like I said, it's going back and forth between the 20s. John Moore, thank you very much. John, brought to you by Citizens Bank. Again, the newest partner to our high school programming. Helping people and businesses achieve their financial goals since 1892. 1892. Man, Citizens Bank. Go to Bank.bank for any information on what they do, their locations. And again, I just want to thank Stephanie and, and all the people over at Citizens Bank. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by our friends at Kern Electric, home of the superheroes. On 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Austin Delaney, and it's time now for your Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. At the half, it's Brookfield East over Brook or over Lake Geneva Badger seven to nothing. Waterford and Waukesha West are knotted up at seven at the half. Muskego has a ten nothing lead over Arrowhead late in the second quarter. It's Oak Creek fourteen, Kenosha Bradford seven at the half. New London and Kewaskum are tied up at fourteen late in the second quarter. Whitefish Bay holds a 13-0 lead over Martin Luther at the half. Lakeside Lutheran with a 24-0 lead over Madison Edgewood. And Catholic Memorial holds a 21-0 lead over Elkhorn. This scoreboard update is brought to you by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. Listen every Saturday at 11 a.m. for this week's Current Electric Superhero of the Week. Why? Because Current cares. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM. The fan will get you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. We've got the head football coach at Union Grove uh, on hold. We're going to get to him in one minute. So if you've listened to the show a lot, we've talked about Mike Bush. He's getting better. He's feeling better. Uh, he was uh, down and out for a while with COVID, and it hit him pretty hard. And I'm, I'm so happy to say that he's getting better, feeling better. For him to send me a text like he did, um, I, Michael, I appreciate you feeling strong enough and, and getting back to it. Sam, when somebody writes you something, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this because he promised that he's going to be back with us next year better and stronger than ever. Um, he said, look, I've noticed that uh, you got Muskego and the Badgers covered. Those are games that I would be covering for you. He said, I want to uh, make sure you thank uh, thank your boys back at the studio, Sam and Austin. They're doing a great job. And he said, uh, I truly miss all my sideline reporters, especially my guy, Teddy, 
Teddy Lang. But he says, as long as I'm doing this thing, he's going to be there with us. So I'm going to save this text because, you know what, Mike Bush has always been a man of his word, 100%. Kind of guy that give you a shirt off his back, give you his boots in a snowstorm if you needed them. And he's telling me that he promises he'll be back next year better and stronger. And I look forward to that. So, Michael, you uh, you you should have never put that in writing, pal, because I am never going to delete that thing. Hey, let's get uh, let's get to line five. Head football coach at Union Grove, and look, I I've talked to him a couple of times. I've already apologized to him. I, Southern Lakes, I can't figure Southern Lakes football out. I have a hard time with these guys. Right as I start looking, I think Burlington's the team. Union Grove rolls them, and. Uh, they, they did. They were playing as good at football as anybody in our area. And they got hit by COVID, had to shut it down, and I felt bad for Craig. Um, and I said, hey, can you come on? I want to talk a little bit about if you if there's a chance you're going to play again. Head football coach at Union Grove is now joining us. Craig, how you doing tonight? Real good, Mike. Thanks again for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Man, I really appreciate it. And again, uh, on these airwaves, let me apologize for missing Union Grove. I, I missed you. I thought it was Burlington was the team, and uh, you guys said, no, 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 you better hold on here, Mr. McGivern, and watch the Broncos. And then COVID hit, and right at the worst possible time, Craig, obviously any time would be bad, but the way your team was playing, you were so looking forward to to, to doing this two-playoff game. You were going to get a chance to play some really good competition, had to shut it down, had you on last week, and you said, look, we're still hoping. Maybe we can get a game. Do you have any news on that? Yeah, so right now, uh, currently, we are scheduled to play uh, Wilmot High School on November 20th at 6 p.m. at Wilmot. So we have a uh, we have a game set, we have a game planned, uh, we have our buses scheduled. So that's always a, a good thing. Yeah, uh, making sure that we're uh, you know getting everything rolling in, in, in that sense. Um, but we're just excited to have a chance to you know play one last game. Uh, it's going to mean a hell of a lot to our seniors, uh, to our program. Uh, just to get that one last game, because I mean, like you said, we are rolling. A lot of a lot of people overlooking us. Um, you're not the only one. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but it was just nice to actually uh, ha- have the kids excited about about playing football at Union Grove again. Uh, and it was just a heartbreaker when uh, when COVID hit and it shut us down. Hey, coach, do you use uh, do you use that in the locker room? I don't I don't know you as a, a coach or, or what you're like in in pregame. But when I coached basketball, every once in a while, I'd use that. Hey, it's us against the world. Nobody believes in us. Um, is that something that you say to your kids? And, and obviously, when when a guy like me, who all I do is talk about high school football, and who you know, you t- start looking at teams, start looking at coaches, start looking at players, and Burlington starts rolling, and then I think Burlington's the the cream of the crop of the Southern Lakes. Um, I'm wondering if you use some of that when you're talking to your kids. Yeah, I, I mean, it's always a talking point, uh, but at the same time, you always just want to be true to who you are and be true to our program. Uh, we are truly just a, a win-the-day uh, type of program, a 1-0 program, and we don't really care about outside noise much. Um, we we kind of we understand why we're an underdog all the time, and we like that role. We like to play that role, uh, and this year the, the boys did a really good job of just embracing that and just understanding that, that we were just we're playing for each other. We're not playing for anyone else. So it's, it's definitely something we, uh, you like to use pregame, pregame speeches. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it is a, you know, a program mentality. It's a us, a we before me mentality. 
um, we try to to keep it as that and try to keep all that external noise away. Hey, Craig, when when you're a football player at Union Grove, you know if you're at Brookfield Central, you you look at the schedule, find out when do when and where do we play Brook East. Right when you, when you're Sussex Hamilton, you look Menominee Falls. I mean that yep. rivalry game. When you're a football player at Union Grove, who is that team? Uh, well, it's it, it's always it's always been for us. It's been Waterford. Um, I know we haven't had much success against them in, in the past, you know, probably ten years now. Gosh, um, but it's it's definitely we we look at that game and see where it's at. Um, and it would definitely be Waterford. Uh, I know in the past, uh, going you know back a couple decades. Uh, it would have been Burlington, um, but I would say pretty much within the past probably 10 years, uh, 15 years, it's probably going to be uh, it's going to be Waterford. That Waterford game is always a big one, just hey. because of the proximity and how close we we live with or live from each other. Hey, did you guys play Wilmot this year? Or was that a game that you weren't able to play? No. So Wilmot was our first scheduled game. So it's supposed to be our week one yep. game. Unfortunately, they came. Uh, they had some COVID related issues. They had to shut it down. Uh, in the Southern Lakes, they, they've been the, the most affected uh, with COVID. So they uh, they started the season on a shutdown. Uh, they were able to play, I believe, three games, and then they had another shutdown oh. here late. Um, so it's been uh, – I, I feel for Coach Square and, and his boys at Walmart, um, but it's I'm just happy to be able to uh, to get a game, and I'm glad that it's against them uh, because they deserve to, to play some football. So I, I'm happy we could have – we could work this out. Hey, wait, did you get a chance then to, to have a Zoom or, or have the kids in? I don't know if you guys are back in school or not at Union Grove, but when you got a chance to tell your captains, tell your seniors, okay, this is one more game and this is who we're playing, well, how much excitement was there with these boys? Well, I think it was I think it was just a, a sigh of relief and, a, and just the realization that they, that they do get a, a final game, they do get a send-off game. Uh, it just doesn't end on, on, you know, really no notice. Right. Um, so I, it was a, a big, uh, you know, just a big sigh of relief because I feel like there is a lot of uh, just a lot of high tensions with the kids because they weren't sure. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to get a game. Um, and, and we were finally able to work something out. And uh, we we were able to get Wilmot, fortunately. So that's, I mean, Wilmot has been a great team in, in the Southern Lakes Conference, and it's going to be a, a heck of a task for us. So hey. uh, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to our boys getting getting that one one last game here to, to send them off right. Coach, um, have you thought, so this is a, it's a conference. I mean, they're in the same conference with you. You guys are the conference champions. Will this affect that if things don't go your way? Uh, I'm not really sure how it's all going to uh pan out here i'm not sure implications with conference and conference champs and all that stuff um we're just really looking at it as another just game to compete and another game for our seniors to you know send them off on hopefully a positive note so coach i can't wait for this to be over and and us i i just i'm praying like crazy that in 10 months you know come september of of 2021 we're just we're we're back and we're playing and, and there's full you know, full stadiums all over southeast Wisconsin watching great high school football games. And we can look back at this 10 years from now and go, man, that was a bad year. It was just a bad year. And, and now, you know, we're, we're rolling again. And I'm sure that's how you feel as well. The, the the underclass at Union Grove, the juniors class, sophomore class, freshman class, how are you feeling about the future with, with that program? I feel like we uh, uh, the future is bright. The future is really bright at Union Grove. Uh, we have a lot of talent 
Um, we bring back, I believe, uh, nine starters on defense and seven starters offensively for us. Um, so we, we have a lot coming back, and we have a really strong sophomore class as well. So it's something that we – it's definitely we're, – we're building the foundation. We're built, putting those blocks down. Um, and I truly feel that, you know, these next couple of years could, could also have a, uh, you know, could be really special for us at Union Grove as well. So it's just unfortunate because I feel like th- this year could have been real special. And, and obviously I'm sure a lot of other programs think that as well. And I know a lot of other programs aren't even playing right now uh, who had high hopes and high aspirations for the fall. Yeah, that's um, so- 100% Craig. Hey, what's your background? Where, where did you play? So I played at UW Oshkosh under Coach Cerrone. Yeah, we had that conversation and uh, uh, about when my mom was was alive and what she, you know, she called me when I had Coach Cerrone on and and she called me as like I was interviewing him and I had to go to a break to find out if she was okay and she just said, "I don't like this coach; he's too cocky for me." And uh, it was just it was one of the the funniest things I've ever been through. And she said, "You go back on the air, Michael, and you tell him that I would not play for him." I said, you got it, Ma. And Coach Cerrone's like, what's your mom's name? I said, Joan. He said, Joan, when you win as much as I do, you get to be a little cocky. And she called me right after, and she said, that's exactly the reason. Right there, I wouldn't play for that guy. What position did you play at Oshkosh? So I I started off my freshman and uh, sophomore year playing quarterback. I ended up starting – uh, starting my sophomore year at quarterback, and then I got moved to my junior and senior year, more of like an H-back. Um, and, and I, I started both my junior and senior year at that H-back position. But, you know, Coach Cerrone is, is an amazing guy, and he's definitely a coach that you would uh, that you would run through a wall for, for sure. So, Hey, Craig, before we let you go, I, I do the uh, Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week every week, and i got to tell you this story because this, this was a first for me. We had a, 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 a player at Cedarburg who was our um, Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and – so we, I have to call him to set up a time where, when we can meet at the, at the local pick-and-save store. And I always ask these guys, you know, what's going on next year? And this kid was, I think, second team all-conference his sophomore year. Um, he tore his ACL his ju- beginning of his junior year, and they said, you're probably done. And because of COVID, he had an extra month of rehab, came back his senior year. He was a running back, put up like a buck 40 on Homestead and a buck 60 on West Benist. Third game, he broke his collarbone. And so I, I'm talking to this young man, and we're setting up this this time. And I said, hey, so what's going on with you next year? And he said, well, I want to play football at the next level. And there's a couple local schools that have been contacting me, Concordia, uh, I think Lakeland, Wisconsin, Lutheran. And then I always ask these, these players, Craig, what's your dream? Like, well, if you could go, what's your dream? And I get Alabama or LSU, Wisconsin, Florida State, some of the schools. He goes, uh, UW Oshkosh. I go, what? He goes, my dream is to, to go and play at UW Oshkosh. And I said, that's your dream? He goes, yeah, that is my dream. I that That is what I dream about. I'd love to go there and play. Well, I called, I called Coach Cerrone the next day. And I said, Pat, I just got to tell you the story because this has never happened. I tell him the story. He goes, hold on a second. The kid's dream is to come here and play? I go, yeah. He goes, hold on. He put me on speakerphone. He had some coaches there. He said, somebody grab a piece of paper, get this kid's name and number. We're calling this kid. And so then I met him out at Pick and Save, and this young man said, hey, can I ask you a question? I go, yeah. He goes, after I told you what my dream is, did you call Coach Cerrone? I said, I did. He goes, 
That, thanks a lot. They called me. I said, good. They should call you. He's a 3-9 student or 3-8 student, something like that. Great kid. And, and the head football coach, Cedarberg, said, look, he's one of the greatest kids I've ever coached. He just is the, with that kid. All the players like him. They all hang out with him. They all want to, you know, and he'll run through the wall for you. And he would do great at UW Oshkosh. So I, I thank Coach Cerrone for doing that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that that's an amazing. Uh, that's an amazing story, and that sounds just like Coach Coach C. Um, you know, he he always he always is looking for high character. Uh, you know, high character players like that. So, um, you know, I, I had an amazing time my four years playing under Coach Cerrone. And I, I hope that this young man gets a chance to do the same because it was, uh, you know, some of the best four years of my life. So, Hey, thank you, Craig. Thank you. Good luck against Wilmot. And uh, you know what? I, I just hope that those seniors just really enjoy the whole thing. Why are you guys playing at Wilmot, by the way? Um, I think that's just kind of how it panned out. We were supposed to play them there week one anyways. Okay. Um, so kind of, we kind of rolled with the, uh, the conference schedule that we had already. Um, so like I said before, like, I don't care really who it is. I'm glad we have a game and really, I, I wouldn't care if we played inside some, you know, some park somewhere, as long as we're playing a football game, I don't care where it is. Man, I'll tell you what, if, uh, I will not sleep on Union Grove anymore. I I, I can, you can uh, trust that I'm going to pay more attention. Um, Craig, congratulations on, on getting another game and, uh, got a lot of respect for, for what you're building at Union Grove. Hey, Mike, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on again. Um, uh, have a great night, and go Broncos. You got it. Go Broncos. Head football coach at Union Grove. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I know we've got some of our guys been on hold a long time. I apologize. we got to get to a break. But I, I wanted to talk to Craig uh, McClellan, who is the head football coach at Union Grove, and they've done a really good job down there. And, again, I missed on, on how good they were going to be. And I'm not missing that anymore. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, Powered by Current Electric. Let's get to Eric. Eric's been on hold for a bit. Elkhorn gets Catholic Memorial at Waukesha North. Eric, give us an update. Hey, Mike. We got uh, third quarter just about over 35 nothing. Catholic Memorial. Oof. Alex Oxer, Charlie Jarvis account for all five touchdowns so far for uh, Memorial tonight. 35 nothing Catholic Memorial. So last we heard, Whitefish Bay was up 13 nothing. I see the Andy Marino's on hold to give us an update. But they will play Catholic Memorial next week, and uh, I believe Thursday night is when they're going to play. But and Eric, this is our last. Uh, this will probably be our last show for the year. Uh, we'll see. Spring. There might be some spring football coming up, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But I don't think we're doing a show. It's good to have you back on the airwaves, young man. All right, I appreciate it, Mike. Good to be back, buddy. Yeah, give us a make sure you get us a final on that one. Yep, sounds good. That is Eric Block again. Catholic Memorial all over Elkhorn, thirty-five to nothing. Speaking to Andy Marino, let's go right to him. He's at the Whitefish Bay at Greendale Martin Luther game. Andy, give us an update. Mac, I got twenty. Whitefish Bay twenty-seven. Martin Luther zero. Six minutes left in quarter number three. Grover Bordelotti with both touchdowns. Uh, the first one was a twenty-four yard run. 
Um, on the Whitefish Bay's first possession of the second half, they forced a Martin Luther three and out. And Grover again with a 47-yard score just as I was on hold here. They did get a two-point conversion on the second touchdown. And Grover's just all over the ball, uh, all over the board tonight. He's everywhere, responsible for the majority of their scores tonight. 27 nothing in third quarter. So you're looking at 13 quarters in a row that Whitefish Bay has not given up a point. Jake Walters said, look, this defense is about as good a defense as I've coached. They fly to the ball. They, they're very stingy in everything they give up. And it's shown tonight, 27 nothing Whitefish Bay over Martin Luther. Andy, thank you very much. Let's get to line two. Tyler Peters covering the Kenosha-Bradford at Elk Creek game. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike. We're near the end of the third quarter right now, and it's now 14-10 Oak Creek over Kenosha-Bradford. Kenosha-Bradford on their first drive of the second half. They were able to drive all the way to inside the Oak Creek 10, and that's and then they were able to kick about a 36-yard field goal. That was with 6.04 left in the third quarter. We're now facing uh, less than two minutes left in Oak Creek. They're near the 20-yard line of Kenosha Bradford. We're facing a third down. We'll see what happens there. 14-10, Oak Creek over Kenosha Bradford. Tyler, thank you very much. Well done. Let's get over to uh, line four if we can. John Moore is at the Waterford at Waukesha West game. John Moore, give us an update. Well, Mike, defensive struggle is the name of this game. So the West defense decided to take it on itself to score. C.J. Grissar with a 49-yard excuse me, pick six to put West up 14-7 to with six minutes left in the third quarter. Well, I'll tell you, that's one of the better games of the night. The winner will play Brook, the winner of the Brookfield East Lake Geneva Badger game. John Moore, thank you very much. John has brought you. By Citizens Bank, again, newest partner to our high school programming. They're a full-service community bank with 12 convenient locations. Go to citizenbank.bank. Let's get to a line one if we can. Uh, Teddy Ballgame is at the Lake Geneva Badger Brook East game. Teddy, give us an update. Fourth quarter here, Brookfield East holds a 14-6 to lead now over Badger. Badger got on the board right out, right out of the block here. At a halftime, Keegan Huber, their playmaking wide receiver, hauled in a beautiful catch, uh, 35-yard uh, touchdown catch. They went for two, and uh, the uh, running play was stuffed. And Brookfield Lease then responded a two-yard touchdown run, second one of the day for Dustin Lee. So right now, Brookfield Lease is driving again. So 14-6, to Brookfield Lease over Lake Geneva Badger. Hey, uh, Teddy, just so you know, we got a, I got a text from Mike Bush, and he said, hey, I just want to say thank you and hello to all my sideline guys, especially my guy, Teddy Lang. So he's doing better. He's feeling much better. He promises that he'll be back on the sidelines with us next year. Yeah, it's not the same without hearing, hearing Mike no, Bush. It's I not. Mean, it just isn't. You know, we've been doing it together for a long time since since we started. And, uh, you know, it's just it, it, it's been weird not hearing him. Hey, Teddy, yeah. how long how long have we been doing this? Oh, my God. I don't know. I'll have to look at my wardrobe. Yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, that's what you're going to have to do. Look at the shirts, jerseys, something. Because it, for years I've been, you know, the guys at MilwaukeeShirtGuys.com, uh, Troy Shaver's done a nice job of getting us all dressed nicely. Right. And I think the first year was like just four of us. I mean, Sparky was out here too, I remember. Right. 
you know, and, uh, you know, it's grown and, you know, and, you know, we're missing some of our crew that, that normally would be out there. You know, Jerry Vance would be out here, Taz, yep. you know, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get them all back, but Bushy needs to get healthy and needs anything, you know, give us a call. You know, 100%. But, uh, we, we miss, we miss them. Teddy, you remember the first year with four guys? It was my son-in-law, John Bonner. It was mm-hmm. uh, Bush, you, mm-hmm. and maybe Sparky, but we would talk about popcorn. we talk mm-hmm. about the dance team. we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, whatever we had to fill with, we would fill with. And, and once we got it going last year, I think we had 22 guys at 22 different games, so we had no time to talk about that stuff. Teddy, thank know. you very much, man. Yep. Keep us up to date on that Brookfield East 14-6 over Lake Geneva Badger. Let's get to line three if we can. Jason. Jason Pittman, New London at Kewaskam. One of the better games of the night. Jason, give us an update. Uh, Kewaskam took the uh, opening possession of the second half. Uh, got down inside, uh, deep into New London territory. And Ben Poshman hit a field goal, a 29-yarder with 634 left. Uh, 126 left in the quarter now, and Hugh Austin just uh, turned the ball over to New London. Uh, ball turned over at about the 30-yard line, it looks like. Uh-oh. Um, Hugh Oscom's, uh starting quarterback, Michael Daniel, went out uh, with an injury late in the first half. Hugh Oscom, he uh, took a vicious hit head-to-head uh, with, down at the three-yard line. Hugh Oscom got to the one and then was stuffed with two seconds to go on uh, – uh, Basically, a goal to go play from the one yard line. So we were tied at half, but. Boy, 17, 17 14, Kiwaska over New London. Yeah, sorry about that. I was just, no worries. Play just happened. Okay, how, how, how much time left, Jason? Uh, we're at minute, le- minute 10 left in the third. Excellent. 17 14, Kiwaska over New London in what is one of the better games. Again, the winner of this game will take on the number one seed, Fox Valley Luther, next week. Before we get to a break, let's get to line one. Michael, Rachel, haven't heard from Michael in a bit. He's at the Arrowhead at Muskego game. Michael, give me an update. Yeah, Mike, it's now 17-0 to Muskego. A lot of back and forth, not much happening. Both teams still sloppy. There were turnovers from both teams to start the half, but uh, Alex Current had a 14-yard rushing touchdown to now lead it 17 to nothing. You told me earlier to watch out for uh, Hunter Wohler. He had an interception in the first half, so he is making a difference on the field. And man, that kid—he looks legit. He, Mike, I'll tell you what. When we're—I was the, the sideline reporter for Thursday Night Lights. This was last year, and we—the first game was Marquette at Muskego. He made a play that my jaw dropped, and I was on the Muskego sideline, and I was looking at these these players like, "Have you ever seen anything like that?" The kids started laughing. He said, "Hey." We see that every day in practice. That we're not surprised by that at all. But it was it like he baited the quarterback for Marquette, and when the quarterback threw it, he made an unbelievable interception. And do you know, Michael, that kid could have gone anywhere he wanted in the country. Wow, he could have gone anywhere. And uh, I had him on one of my shows, and I asked him why he decided to stay home and play at Wisconsin. He said, "I've always dreamt about playing there. I'm really close to my family." And I want them to, to be able to come see me play every week. And it, it this is like a family thing for us. And I can't, you know, I love Muskego. I can't wait to play in Camp Randall. So he's a really good kid, really smart kid. And uh, they uh, they love him in Muskego, that's for sure. 
And, Mike, as you talk, it looks like Muskego's going to, yep, big play. I'm not sure how long it was, but it's going to put them up 24 to nothing. Now they just had over a 60-yard rushing touchdown. So this one's all but over here with just under 10 minutes to go in the fourth. Yep, and they, the winner of this game, and it looks like to be uh, it'll be Muskego. If you look kind of closely in the crowd, i got to believe that uh, – there's a number of uh, Manami Falls kids who got a forfeit win over Franklin. Right. Obviously, that you know, I I know these kids from the Falls, and, and and I love these kids. There are a lot of people that were hoping to be able to see the Franklin um, Muskego game, but Menominee Falls, I'll tell you what, this is a good football team, and they've got some athletes and some kids that that man they make plays. So that Muskego Menominee Falls game next week will be an awfully good game. Hey, Michael, Rachel, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Michael, brought to you by Boilermakers Local 107. They're looking for apprentices starting at $27 per hour. Go to Boilermakers107.com to learn more. Let's get to a break. The other side of the break will continue, giving you the scores and updates from all the top area games at 9.15. We're going to be joined by the head football coach at Nicolet. They're supposed to play uh, Marquette tonight, and they had to forfeit. We'll talk to Al Moroder about that, and I just want to give him his props, man. That Nicolet football program, they're they're competitive again, and he's got to feel really good about the future of what that is. And again, we'll talk to Al Moroder at nine fifteen. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Kern Electric on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. I'm Austin Delaney, and it's time now for your Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. In the fourth quarter, it's Brookfield East over Lake Geneva Badger. It's Brookfield East 14, Badger 6. Waukesha West has a 14-7 lead over Waterford late in the third quarter. As we just heard, Muskego is rolling over Arrowhead. It's 24-0 in the fourth quarter. Oak Creek has a 14-10 lead over Kenosha Bradford late in the third quarter. As we also just heard, Kewaskum up 17-14 over New London. Whitefish Bay holds a 27-0 lead over Martin Luther. Lakeside Lutheran with a 24-0 lead over Madison Edgewood. And it's all Catholic Memorial over Elkhorn as Catholic Memorial leads 35-0. This scoreboard update is brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores. Listen tomorrow to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show from 10 to noon. Mike McGivern and Ryan McMillan will be talking about these playoffs with a number of guests. A little Nelly song for you right there, Sam. A little intro. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Presented by Kern Electric on 1250 AM. The fan get at 9.15. We're going to have that head football coach Nicolay is going to join us. And uh, I thought they were playing over at Hard Park tonight, but something happened. We'll ask him about it. And we'll congratulate him. He took a job at, uh, at Nicolay, and he has brought them, you know, back. It's it's a competitive program now, and I want to congratulate Al Moroder on that. Let's get to line one. John Moore is at the Waterford at Waukesha West game. John, give us an update. Well, Mike, since the last time we had talked, we have two more scores to report. Uh, Waterford turnover, another fumble, and C.J. Grissar takes that in from seven yards out to make it 21-7. And two plays later, Waterford, on their kickoff, has a 63-yard touchdown pass. Martinson to Hancock to make it 21-14 with two minutes left in the third quarter. 
Who, boy, I'll tell you what, with those kind of turnovers, that coach from Waterford, who I've stood next to a lot on different games, man, not happy. Mike, that's why I'm standing in the end zone. I don't think you want to hear him right about now. No, you do not want to hear him. I remember a couple of times, if he if he went out on a timeout to meet his players, I, I kept the live mic away. If he let them come to him, I could be standing right next to him with a live mic, no issues. But if he if he greeted them, by walking out to the middle of the field, I stayed away. Probably a good idea, Mike. And if you're next segment, tell Al Marauder we said hi. Al Marauder, big fan of his. You got it. I will do that. Let's get over to line two if we can. Eric Block is at the Elkhorn at Catholic Memorial game. Catholic Memorial was rolling. Eric, give us an update. Yeah, hey, Mike. Uh, 42-7 Catholic Memorial with uh, – our running clock with 50 seconds left, so it's all but over over here. Hey, Eric, let your boys over there know. Last we heard, 27 nothing Whitefish Bay over Martin Luther. Gotcha. I will, Mike. Sounds good, Eric Block. Thank you very much. Let's get to line five. It seems like I've always, uh, once I'm talking about that game, Andy Marino pops up. He's at the Martin Luther Whitefish Bay game. Hey, uh, Andy, give us an update. Mac, I got Whitefish Bay 34, Martin Luther 7, uh, nine seconds left in the third quarter. Big story here in the third quarter is uh, Martin Luther snapping Whitefish Bay's uh, streak of scoreless quarters. Brady Hopper to Severe Campbell with a catch and run. Campbell running straight to the back of the end zone, straight towards all those wonderful 76th Street restaurants that you're going to treat Austin, Sam, and I to after the show for the score. Whitefish Bay, though, not to be outdone, marching right back down the field. Jack Naw with a score for them. And just as I was on hold, Hopper's pass picked off by Whitefish Bay. Whitefish Bay 10 yards out from another score. Hey, I you know, it's funny because I've got um, Sam and Austin and Alex and Zola taking them to dinner. Let me find out from Alex <laughs> if uh, if he wants you there or not. He is Andy Marino. <laughs> and I can tell you this, I've got a feeling Alex might say no. It's 34-7. Whitefish Bay over Greendale, Martin Luther. Real quick, let's get to Tyler. He's at uh, the Kenosha at Oak, Kenosha Bradford at Oak Creek game. He is brought to you by UW Credit Union for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Go to uwcu.org. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike. This guy has a point made by Kenosha Bradford. Now 20 to 17. Oak Creek by Kenosha Bradford. And Oak Creek, they're able to score. Kayshaw Couch, that, that young quarterback you talked about the road, he was able to score on a three yard uh, quarterback keeper. That was 9 11 left in the game. And then he's doing kickoff. Christian Trump was able to return. It would have been a kickoff for a touchdown, but they would call back on a block in the back penalty, but only had Kenosha Bradford start at the Oak Creek 28. And then on the very next play, Nate Olsen was able to hit Christian Crosby. He finally got his touchdown, 28-yard touchdown pass. That's what 851, and Bradford just made the extra point. So that's where we stand right now, 27 Oak Creek over Kenosha Bradford. Tyler, thank you very much. I'll tell you what, well, that's – Turned out to be maybe one of, the, one of the better games in the area. Bradford, I think, people thought would have a chance to to, uh, to to go and get a win against Oak Creek, but Oak Creek playing awfully well. Joel Parr and his staff has got to Oak Creek and, and their players obviously ready to play. Let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue to get you scores and updates from all 
the area games. And at 9.15, head football coach at Nicolet will join us. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland, from the North Shore to the Classic Eight, from the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. The boys are falling. It's the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. What what are we playing here, Sam? I don't know. Yeah, you do why. Let's try that again. Let's do that open again. You ready? What was that? You don't even know where the open is. Yeah, there we go. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. From the Southeast Conference to the Parkland, from the North Shore to the Classic Eight, from the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes Conference and everything in between. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. The boys are It's the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Maybe I just want to hear that guy say big time, Mike McGivern, again. Let's get right out to line one. I'm sure Monty enjoyed hearing that twice. He's at the Edgewood Lakeside Lutheran game. Monty, give us an update. Well, big time, Mike. It's 24 to 10. What? Uh, Twenty-four to ten. What happened? Uh, not much of anything on the lakeside <laughs> end of it. Uh, um, held them scoreless. Both teams were score um, scoreless in the second quarter, and uh, now Mass and Edgewood is starting to pass the ball a little bit on lakeside, and we're struggling on offense. Well, I'll tell you, you guys scored twenty-four about the first six minutes, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we haven't scored since. Well, I, you're going to have to talk to your son. If, and if you're not going to have that conversation, you haven't called me, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him what's going on up there. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know what? Hold on, get a win, and then uh, and get a chance to play one more week. That's what I think. Yep, yep. And I did, like I said, just fumbled it. Uh-oh. At their own 37-yard line. Man. So you were, you were saying you did what? Uh, Lake Mills was winning. Okay. Um, twenty-four to six, I think it was. That was in the second period. Uh, Do you know if that game is going to be on Thursday night next week, Monty? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, Um, most of the games are they're scheduled for Thursday, and if both teams agree, they can move it to Friday. Okay. So because of deer hunting, right? Yes, and yeah. So does it matter to you with what you do for a living? That doesn't matter. You get up early every day, right? That's right. That's right. One day is just like the next. Yeah, it is. Monty, thank you very much. Nice job. Keep us up to date on that one. Let's get to line two if we can. Michael. Michael Rachel's at the Arrowhead Muskego game. Brought to you by Fastback Physical Therapy in New Berlin. Visit fastbackpt.com. 
to receive a free virtual consultation for any injury and get back doing the things that you love to do pain-free. Michael, Rachel, give us an update. Hey, Mike. Uh, Muskego tacked on to their big lead, and they now lead it by 31. It is 31-0, Muskego. There's a QB sneak by uh, Dylan Crosby from the half-yard line to, to put uh, them up 31 to nothing. There's just over three minutes to go here. Time's ticking. This one, uh, this is uh, setting up a date with Menominee Falls and Muskego next week. No doubt. And uh, I know Menominee Falls, who got a bye this week, got a uh, forfeit win against Franklin, is... Uh, I, I, look, that's going to be a heck of a game for those boys. That's a big challenge to go to Muskego and try to beat a team that hasn't lost in, in that conference in a really long time. And, uh, again, I know some of those kids at Menominee Falls and they're chomping at the bit to get after it and get a chance to play what is the best team in the state. And right. uh, I don't think there's much uh, much doubt about that. If if anybody can can give me a team that's better, you know, I I don't know. Kakana was playing really well, and they wanted in on that bracket, but that they ended up forfeiting and, and having not to play. So, hey, Michael, uh, I, I'm happy you got a chance to see everything going on at Muskego. That's, uh, like you said, that's a heck of a place to watch a high school football game. Yeah, very cool environment. It was a great atmosphere all night. Man, that's back to Homestead next week. I'm only kidding <laughs> on that. Hey, Michael, uh, give, please give us a final on that, and I uh, want to thank you for joining our family this year. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking me on, and we'll do. Good. I'll give you a final here in a minute or two. Excellent. He is Michael Rachel and doing a great job. 31 nothing Muskego against Arrowhead. And, you know, Menominee Falls gets a chance now to do something that, you know, I don't know at the beginning of the year if anybody thought, that, but that's kind of the pseudo-state championship game, Sam. And, and, and they got a chance now. They got a chance to rest up, get everybody healthy. But when you play a team like Muskego – yeah, there's so many things you've got to be aware of. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, run and hit and hit and hit, and then they're gonna pull it back and throw a 50-yard touchdown pass. But these kids at Falls know what they're in for. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too familiar with both these teams, but basically from what I've been hearing this whole season, I mean, both got players on their teams, man, and I mean, they just sound really rough, you know. Yeah. Rough, tough teams. Yeah, they they are, and I've been uh, I've been going back and forth. Um, with the Reading, the, the two receivers at Menominee Falls put up all their points are the Reading brothers. And uh, I've been going back and forth with Jennifer. Uh, mom, I'm going to do either the next Saturday or the following Saturday, I'm going to just have senior players' moms on. Yeah. And we're just going to do, you know what, it's over. Yeah. How you doing? How, tell us about, you know, the, your, your best moments, that kind of stuff. And she's definitely going to join us because she has – Really well spoken and loves Indian football. We used to be Indian, but now many falls football. It's funny you mentioned them because we're actually I actually used uh, one of their pictures for our uh, social media post for the uh, tonight's show. You did, <laughs> yeah. Just typing, you know, Wisconsin football, whichever school pops up first, and just happens to be Menominee Falls. That's perfect. Well, she's getting you, you, she's going to uh, Jennifer's listening. She's going to want to know if one of her boys is in that picture. So I'll take a look and and uh, and definitely let you know. I know that. Uh, they're a team that thought they had a chance to do some great things this year. They were in Division Two, and so Muskego's Division One, Menominee Falls is Division Two. But because of everything going on, they moved Menominee Falls up to one. And we all kept thinking, who's going to be the four teams in that bracket? And it was you know Muskego and Arrowhead, Menominee Falls, and Franklin. And Franklin had to had to uh, had to stop playing. 
and Menominee Falls got a chance now to to do something that I don't think people thought at the beginning because they were Division Two. We thought they were going to be pretty good, but to get a chance to to go to Muskego and uh, and play them. And tough part about Muskego is they wear you down. They they they're big up front and they'll get after it. And they run their offense just really, really well. I had a guy at their practice the other day, Sam, and they play music super loud during practice. Um, I mean, they get after it. And he said, man, guys are flying to the ball. And I said, look, what happens is these are guys that just want to get on special teams. You know, that's what they're sophomores or juniors that don't get a lot of playing time because the guys ahead of them are so good. And he said, I've been to a lot of high school football practices. Man, I haven't seen anything like this with the music so loud and these yeah. guys flying. I was going to say, man, I mean, I, I think Austin could attest to this, too. Because at Walkshot West, we played with no music. I mean, if we got music, it was, you know, the soccer game was going on in the back, in the you know background, and they were warming up, so we got right. a little bit. But ooh, if we had music during our practices, man, we would have been lethal on yeah. game day, I think. Yeah, well, he said, and it's loud, and it's pounding, and it gets these guys going. going, especially during practice. Hey, when I took uh, when I started coaching at Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls, they didn't allow pregame music, and I brought in a, a band called Leahy. It's an Irish band. No words to them, just 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 Irish music, and they approved that. So you know what, my son got to warm up to some Irish music, which is perfect for him. I so. think high school football coaches should really consider that. I think they'd be surprised in how much of a difference it probably is going to make in their practices. As far as energy and stuff like that. Yeah, he said the, the guy who was at that practice said, I haven't seen anything like that at the high school level. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Al Maroder, head football coach at Nicolay, is going to join us. We'll find out what happened with their game against Marquette uh, today. And then we're going to just uh, congratulate him and his staff and the school for, you know, coming back. I, I, when they shut down their varsity program a number of years ago, I didn't think it was a good idea. And you know what? I'll tell him I was wrong because it was a good idea. And they've come back and they're competitive in that conference. And I definitely need to congratulate him for that. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Powered by Kern Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Austin Delaney and it's time now for your Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz Scoreboard Update. Brookfield East over Lake Geneva Badger late in the fourth quarter. It's 14-6 Brookfield East. Waukesha West has a 21-7 lead over Waterford. Muskego is rolling over Arrowhead. It's 31-0 late in the fourth. Oak Creek has a 20-17 lead over Kenosha Bradford in the fourth quarter. Kewaskum with a 17-14 lead over New London. Whitefish Bay has a commanding 34-7 lead over Martin Luther late in the fourth game. Lakeside Lutheran with a 24-10 lead over Madison Edgewood. Catholic Memorial is a final here. It's Catholic Memorial 42, Elkhorn 7. A couple other finals from around the state here. It's all Pewaukee as they roll over Wisconsin Lutheran 55-6. McGuanago over Kenosha Indian Trail 35-0. Hartford gets the 40 to nothing win over West Bend West and Oconomowoc over Watertown 48 to 6. This scoreboard update is brought to you by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. Listen every Saturday at 11 a.m. for this week's Current Electric Superhero of the Week. Why? Because Current cares.
Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. We'll get two scores and we'll get to the head football coach at Nicolet. Um, Michael, Rachel's at the Arrowhead Muskego game. Michael, give us the final. Yeah, we got a final score here, 38-0. to zero. Muskego wins it in deciding fashion for sure. Yeah, they, they wear teams down. So next week, and I believe it's Thursday, uh, but I'll check on that. Home against Menominee Falls. It was announced in the stadium. It'll be a Thursday night at home. Thursday night at home. I may head out to that one. We'll see. Yeah. Menominee Falls uh, traveling to Muskego uh, Thursday night. Uh, Michael, Rachel, again, this is our last show. I really appreciate you doing this this year, and uh, we certainly will invite you back to join us next year. Oh, it was a pleasure. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. You bet. He is Michael Rachel. Hey, what is the podcast again? Oddsportstopics.com. There you go. Yep, and I'm waiting for that call. You told me you wanted me on. Just let me know. Yep, I will definitely be giving you a call sometime soon. Excellent. Oddsportstopics.com. Let's get to line two. Jason Pittman. <laughs> he is uh, New London at Kewaskum. Jason, give us an update. Well, 133 to go. I'm going to give a little play-by-play. Indians, third and four from their own 36. Toss to Melzer. Indians need to get a first down. Oh, and he's not going to get it. Uh, we're under a minute and a half. New London is out of timeout. Kewaskum is up 17-14 on the on the boot of Das uh, Wunderkind, the German <laughs> exchange student, with his uh, he had a 29-yard field goal with 6:34 left in the third. Since then, the Indians have intercepted uh, the New London quarterback Nosky a couple times. Melzer had a big one in the end zone. Farron Krug returned one 45 yards. Kewaskum had driven down to the four-yard line. Uh, turned it over on downs, and New London had driven clear to the other end. Kewaskum is now punting. Ball is away. Jay, hey, and Jay. The look, I'm sorry. Go, Go ahead. ahead. You know, Jay, so the winner of this game will play uh, at Fox Valley Lutheran. Is that Thursday night, Jason? Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday night, 17-14 right now. A minute to go, Kewaskum over New London. Let's uh, let's get to the head football coach at Nicolay. I thank him so much for for be willing to to join us here tonight. Got to be a rough uh, rough day for Al Marauder. Coach, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, so the game today against Marquette, um, I like four or five hours before kickoff, you guys had to shut it down. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had some tests going on earlier in the or in the week, and uh, they all came back positive. And when it comes back down to tracing, you know, we just weren't going to be able to to get it done. Oh boy. I, I feel bad for those seniors, Coach. Uh, certainly. You know, we had our Zoom meeting, and, uh, you know, there was, it's, tough to, it's a tough way to end, especially now, you know, and I, I finally got a feel for how the winter sports and spring sports went. You know, you, you don't get to say goodbye. You don't get to gather those guys into a group, uh, something that you've been getting used to for, you know, 10 weeks right now, and all of a sudden you just you just can't do what, what you're normally doing and – in the midst of a pandemic for three hours a day, you get to forget um, that the outside world is dealing with the pandemic and we get to play football, you know, something that we're pretty lucky to be able to do. Yeah. And hundred uh, percent, you know, a hundred percent. And, and look, I know, and, and, and I've talked to a lot of guys that look, we're, we're just blessed to be playing right now, but man, I, you would want those seniors to, to either win or lose on the field you know, tonight, and then get a chance to possibly play next week. But at this point now, you know, the Nicolay football team for this year is is done. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked with Coach uh, Keith over at Marquette 
at, earlier in the week, and we were excited to play each other. And, um, you know, it's a storied program. It was a great opportunity for us to go over to Hart Park. Uh, early in the year, you know, we lost the Whitefish Bay game, and we had to schedule a game against Lake Country Lutheran at uh, 9, 9.30 in the morning on a Friday. Right. And so, you know, it was one of those speeches you give to the kids, like, you know, we were down to six games, and we got to play seven. And so this game was definitely a bonus game for us. 100%. You know, Coach, when, when Nicolay, you guys decided a few years ago to to say, look, we're going to take a year off of RC football. And we're going to get this this program healthy again. We're going to play JV schedule. We're going to get kids more involved in the program. I did not think that was a good idea. And, and you know, I'm telling you, it was the right idea. It was the correct decision because the way you guys have brought that program back to life again and your numbers are good, you're certainly relevant in that, in that conference. Um, you know, I hear nothing but good things about what's going on over at Nicolay in the football program. So congratulations with that. Well, thanks, Mike. You know, it's been uh, it's been a fun ride here, and you know, I wasn't there when they when they shut it down, but nope. it's been been certainly certainly uh, something that's been exciting to work with. And when you talk about culture building, that's been the focus for us. And uh, I've been proud of the effort of the kids, and and our administration's been super supportive. I got uh, an assistant principal. I've made the director of player operations, and uh, he's been huge in culture building for us. Boy, that what a difference that makes when when everybody is is kind of pulling in the in the similar direction. You get support from from administration, and and that just means I think the world of a program, Al. When when everybody is kind of on the same page, and you know I've heard too many horror stories of of coaches that don't talk to to uh, administration and athletic directors that aren't talking to coaches, and and that's just a recipe for disaster. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's uh, it's a big reason why I came here, and it's a big reason why uh, you know year in and year out we continue to get better, and and our kids buy in, and it's because these kids are these you know this administration cares about these kids uh, at Nicolay. Hey, coach, how many kids total in your program right now? Uh, you know we're we're uh, finally up above seventy. We're pushing eighty. That's the first time we're Man. close to close to being at three levels. You know, and I haven't had three levels since I've been there, and. Uh, you know, we had one or two sophomores come out. We'd been pushing three levels. So we're certainly on the rise, and uh, it's an exciting time to be a Knight. You know, I had, um, and this is a number of years ago, but I had the guys that, that at least back then were running the Junior Knights program. Yep. And I don't know if these are still, but these guys had a ton of passion for it. Yep, Jonathan Friday. Yes. Uh, those guys came in, and, and uh, you know, they did a great job. Uh, we've since moved to our youth program to the Greater Metro uh, youth football league, and I think that's been good for us. You know, we were able to combine our sixth, seventh, and eighth, and sixth and seventh, or sixth and fifth grade, uh, and kind of show these kids that they're going to be playing together as part of grades uh, moving forward. So I think that's been a that's been a big thing for us as well. Hey, coach, do you get a chance? Do those kids get a chance to to come and watch a practice or come and watch a game at Nicolay and 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 put on you know, their jersey and, and probably go home and sleep and, and, and dream about playing under the lights at Nicolay. I, d- does the does your program at the high school level, um, do they get involved at all with, with the youth program? Do they run your stuff? So, yeah, so the, the coaches do a great job and the youth running our program. The other thing we've done is uh, they used to play at a different area or practice at a different school. Uh, now they practice right after, right after us at 6 o'clock at Nicolay High School. All their home games move back to – Nicolay High School. This year they were supposed to play uh, Port Washington underneath the lights on a Wednesday. That one kind of that one got canceled. One oh. Port had to go down for a little while. But um, 
you know, one of the things we we decided two years ago was we're going to bring Nicolay Youth Football back to Nicolay. You know, I think we had a lot of room at a different school, at Good Hope School, but but we wanted to make it important to bring everybody back to Nicolay. I, I, what a wonderful decision that is. Because then these kids get to practice a little early, and they sit and watch your kids. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, they're watching these guys walk by them every single day, and it, it's been awesome. Yep, that's awesome. Al, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. And, and you know, I wanted to tell the people at Nicolay, and, and they heard me a number of years ago where I, I I said, I think it's a bad idea. I think if you shut it down for a year, you're never going to get it back. And they were right, and, and I was wrong. And uh, you certainly have taken this program to a point where, you know, a lot of people have talked about how how, how well coached and, and uh, some athletes that you have all over the field that are playing really well. So, well done. Congratulations. I, I hope next year is a lot different than this year, Al. You bet. We're moving in the right direction, Mike. Excellent. That's Al Marauder, head football coach of Nicolay. Guys, we can get to a break. Other side of the break, we've got uh, uh, Tyler and John and Andy uh, waiting to give us finals. If you're leaving your game, and uh, this is our last scoreboard show, so if you're leaving the game and you're in the car listening to us, Give us a call at 414-799-1250. 799-1250. Talk about the game that you were at. And if you're if you're a parent of a senior, I would really like to hear from you just to find out how you're doing with all this. Again, 414-799-1250. This is the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM The Fan. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by our friends at Kern Electric on 1250 AM. The fan. Let's get right out to line one. John Moore's been on hold for a while. He's at the Waterford Waukesha West game. John, give us an update. Well, Mike, you always say they say the best for last. Waterford tied the game up at, with two minutes left in the freaking ball game. Uh, Casey North from three yards out. We had 21-21 with two minutes left in the game. Ensuing kickoff, West drives all the way down the field, gets inside the 15-yard line, and they just kicked the game-winning field goal as time expired. Wow, 24-21 final. Waukesha West moves on. Boy, that's uh, what a fun game. They will uh, play, I believe, Brookfield East. I think Brookfield East held on to, to, to uh, against Badger. But I'll get, uh, I'll get a final when Teddy Lane gives us a call. But I believe Brookfield East against Waukesha West, two-story tradition-based programs get a chance to play on Thursday night, and it should be at at Waukesha West because they're the higher seed. Interesting. Mike, and once again, if this is our last show for the season, I greatly appreciate you guys, and just want to hope we have another season next year, and let's get back after it. Yeah, hey, John, last question. How are you guys doing? I know that you had... You know, you had a loss in your family, and uh, we talked about it last week, but you guys hanging in there, you guys doing all right? Yeah, we're, we're doing all right, Mike. We appreciate it, all the thoughts and prayers and people that reached out to me and my family, and it's all greatly appreciated. Yeah, I'll tell you what, boy, oh boy. John, uh, hang in there. If there's anything you need, uh, please let me know. We can meet up at 530 up in Waukesha like we did last time. That's a little bit before my hour, Mike. I'm out in the woods by that time. I like to get my deer blind plenty early. <laughs> there you go. He is John Moore. 24-21, Waukesha West over Waterford. 
Uh, let's get to line three if we can. Tyler's been on hold for a bit. He is at the Kenosha Bradford Adult Creek game. Another good game tonight. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike, it was a good game, and it has ended. Oak Creek is able to hold off Kenosha Bradford 20-17. to Kenosha Bradford had a couple of opportunities. They actually drove all the way inside the Oak Creek 30, and then Ryan Kassar made a clutch interception on third down. That was the second interception for Oak Creek. Kenosha Bradford was able to force, uh, force Oak Creek to punt. They were going to have to face a 93-yard drive starting at their own seven. But then Nathan Gladney made an interception on the very first play of that drive, and that clinched it. And that's and then uh, Oak Creek just kneeled to end the rest to end the game. So 20 to 17, the final. Oak Creek beats Kenosha Bradford. The big, the big wolf for Kenosha Bradford was they had five turnovers tonight. Yeah, they, and that pretty much oof. and that pretty much killed them. It's hard to win games with five turnovers, Tyler. It is, and uh, some of the Kenosha Bradford fans I was on that side, they were complaining about some of the referees' calls, but I was just thinking five turnovers. Referees don't make five turnovers. Yeah, that's, that is a fact. Uh, Oak Creek against Marquette next week at Marquette at Hart Park on Thursday night. Uh, Oak Creek wins 20-17. to 17. Tyler Peters, thank you for another year. Thank you, Mike, and I, and regardless of what cup. When they come up next year, I, if there's going to be a football season, you bet I'll be here. You got it. He is. Tyler Peters does a great job. Let's get to line one if we can. Monty, been at the Edgewood Lakeside Lutheran game. It got a little bit close for a minute. Monty, what's going on? Uh, the game just ended. Uh, Lakeside won 31 to 10. Uh, Mike Cody scored a 10 yard uh, touchdown late in the game to make it 31 to 10. Beautiful. How'd Kate play tonight? Or Ian, I'm sorry, I always do that. How did Ian play tonight? Ian played very well. He did really well on defense and uh, had some nice, good runs. He good. played well. Man, that's uh, good. And late, they'll play Lake Mills, I believe, Thursday night. Um, man, that uh, I know it'd be fun to play somebody else, but if you got to finish your career, you might as well do it against that rival. Yep, yep, that is true. Uh, I did hear they were winning fifty-six to twenty. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you think they'll bring back the whole slider thing for this game? You know, I don't. Probably not because we've played them before in the playoffs, and they've never brought back the slider bowl for the playoffs. Well, you should uh, start something new, and maybe yeah. I'll come to. If there's free sliders, I'll root for who's ever winning at that point. <laughs> oh, come on, Mike. <laughs> come on now. I would be a Lakeside Lutheran uh, fan at that game. Monty, thanks a lot for calling games for us this year. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I had a good time doing it. Man, I, and you know what? Even though you're not going to have kids in the program, if you're going to games next year, you please let me know. Oh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll probably follow one of my buddy's kids uh, at Brookfield East. There Bye. you go. Well, speaking of that, Monty, thank you very much. That's a good segue. Let's get to line four, Ted Lang. He is at the Badger Brookfield East game. Teddy, give us an update. Good segue, but I'm thinking of free sliders right now. Yeah, I know. It's you and me both, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> Final, Brookfield East 20, Lake Geneva Badger 13 uh, for the hard-fought victory for the Spartans tonight. Uh, the uh, first-ever Division One football victory for Brookfield East. Wow. Yeah, they... that, was, that was the announcement at the end. Well, they get a chance now, and, and I would think it's going to be at Waukesha West. 
I would think, because they're the higher seed. Uh, Thursday night, Brookfield East against Waukesha West is going to be a good game. Good, good game. Brook East playing very good. Very well, good. Well, so. I'll tell you, you know, beginning of the year, they struggled a little bit, but down the stretch, they sure started playing well. Yeah, they're, they're getting it rolling. You know, they, they their defense is tough, and, they, you know, they got a good running back uh, who was, you know, probably, I did this first time I seen him, and uh, he, he uh, he hurt Badger pretty good tonight. So, hey. But but I know this is our last show, so it's a show of many thanks. You know, so we want to thank everybody, thank all the sideline guys. You know, because we're out there in the cold and the snow, and and uh, thank you big time. You know, hey Teddy, it's Austin. really it's nice and toasty in the studio. Yeah, I know it always <laughs> is. I know I've been in. I, I, it's I've dry. There. Yeah, my feet you know, aren't cold. It's awesome. Yeah, I know, but it's nothing like being on the sidelines. I agree, hundred percent. Uh, thank, thank Austin and Sammy. I mean, they did a phenomenal job. You know, the first week, you know, the phones were ringing like forty times till they picked up, but now they're professionals. Well, that's how that works. We've got to thank our sponsors. If it wasn't for thank guys like sponsors. you know Pella and and certainly uh, Citizens Bank and and Kern Electric and Hyundai West Dallas and uh, UW Credit Union, Ideal Logos and Awards. Lynch McGuanago, the Boilermakers Local 107, uh, Fastback Physical Therapy, Pella Windows and Doors. I could go on and on. My on friends had Pick and Save that. Pick and Save. Man, I just say thanks, Pick and Save. That's how that yeah. rolls. Yeah. Now, you know, this was, this was obviously the toughest year doing it because so many things came up at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know guys were going to games, but there wasn't a game. You know, and games were getting canceled at two thirty in the afternoon. Um, you know, but we persevered. We yeah, did. Our phones went out. You know, we had to text the scores in. Oh, that's right. The phone. You know, you know I tried that Andy Marino guy. I tried to send him to games that I knew were canceled, and he kept showing up at games that were still going on. I don't know how he did that. Wow. That's pretty good. He, he probably got the jump on it. He knew what you were doing. Yeah, he, he probably did. Ted Lang, yeah. thank you well, very much, man. Signing off. Another year done. Man, I look forward to having uh, getting you some more gear next year. Get more gear. F- 15 years or more, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. <laughs> there you go. That's Ted yeah, Lang. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Ted. Let's uh, Speaking to Andy Marino, let's get out to him. Whitefish Bay against Martin Luther. This is a final. Andy, uh, give us an update. Well, I was going to start this call thanking you for the opportunity to <laughs> yeah. do the show, but uh, I think we're going to skip that based on what I just heard. I got a final of Whitefish Bay 34, Martin Luther 7. Man, Whitefish Bay just played a complete game. Defense was stingy. Offense moving the ball with no problem. Martin Luther does have a couple things to be proud of, though. Their defense played pretty well for the majority of the game, and a banged-up Brady Hopper putting points on the board against uh, as I said, a very stingy Whitefish Bay defense. Well, that game, uh, I think Tuesday or Thursday night, Catholic Memorial against Whitefish Bay is going to be a really good game. You yeah, know, Catholic really. Memorial, Catholic Memorial rolled against Elkhorn tonight, and uh, look, they they aren't they're really young, and I know they're banged up, but they're still got a lot of talented players at Catholic Memorial. They get a chance to to test how good they. How good they are and how how far they've come against a really exceptional Whitefish Bay team. 
Yeah, I'm drooling just uh, thinking about that game. That's a great game on paper. Yeah, Andy, you drool a lot when you're just sitting in the corner <laughs> by yourself, but that's how that rolls. No, no worries. Hey, Andy, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the fun we've had. Hey, I appreciate all the hard work you put in the show, uh, giving guys like me their 15 minutes of fame every Friday. Yeah, some guys take more than 15. They take 20, and they should only take 15, and I'm not naming names, but there's there's a couple of you boys that do that. Uh, Andy, I appreciate it. Tell your dad thanks for listening. Thank you, sir. You got it. Guys, we'll get to a break. It's a little bit early, but we'll get to a break. As we're going to a break, if you're, again, a parent of a uh, high school football player, maybe his, his uh, season, his career ended, um, if you're driving home, give us a call. We've got one segment. I'd like to get uh, at least one parent on to be able to talk a little bit about their experience um, and and what this journey has been like with their son playing football. And, and maybe this was his last game or maybe he's, he's got one left. But give us a call. Austin will pick up and, and uh, let's just have that conversation. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. This is the Citizens Bank. Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Kern Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Austin Delaney, and it's time now for your final Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz scoreboard update of the night and the season. Brookfield East over Lake Geneva Badger, 20-13 the final there. Uh, we have a final at, in Waukesha as Waukesha West takes down Waterford 24-21 on a game-winning field goal. It's all Muskego over Arrowhead as Muskego rolls 38 to nothing. Oak Creek gets the win over Kenosha Bradford. It was 20 to 17 Oak Creek. Kewaskum with the 17 to 14 win over New London. Whitefish Bay gets the 34 to 7 win over Martin Luther. Lakeside Lutheran with a 31 to 10 win over Madison Edgewood. All Catholic Memorial as Catholic Memorial rolls 42 to 7 over Elkhorn. A couple more finals for you. We have Pewaukee over Wisconsin Lutheran, 55-6. McGuanago over Kenosha Indian Trail, 35-0. Hartford over West Bend West, 40-0. Oconomowoc over Watertown, 48-6. We have a final in Brookfield as Brookfield Central takes down Cedarburg in overtime, 27-24. And Germantown goes on the road and takes down Hortonville, 35-21. This scoreboard update is brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores. Listen tomorrow to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show from 10 to noon. Mike McGivern and Ryan McMillan will be talking about these playoffs with a number of guests. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show powered by Current Electric. Go to callcurrent.com. We are on 1250 AM, The Fan. We got you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games, not only in this area, but a couple of from around the state. As uh, Lakeside Lutheran beat Madison Edgewood. It's a good game. Key Wasserman held on and beat New London. Let me talk about some of the games coming up now next week. Did not get a final on McGuanago Kenosha Indian Trail, but I believe McGuanago won 35 nothing, and they will be traveling to Brookfield Central. Brook Central got a forfeit win, so they did not get a home game 
So McGuanago did. They're going to travel to Brookfield Central on Thursday night. Waukesha West will be playing Brookfield East. I believe that game will be at Waukesha West, but I'm not sure of that. And again, all these games are scheduled for Thursday night next week. Unless both teams um, agree that the game will be switched to Friday. But I can tell you that most of these games will be played on Thursday night. The the one game, Union Grove, and we talked to the head football coach, Union Grove, earlier in the show. They're going to be at Wilmont on Friday night. Union Grove at Wilmont on Friday night. Menominee Falls, we're traveling to Muskego. What I would think people would think will be the game of the night. Uh, we'll see. I, it's going to be an awfully good game. A lot of talented football players be on that field. And Oak Creek, with a good win, they beat Bradford. Beat Kenosha Bradford, who was the one seed, and held on to win that game. Again, forced a number of turnovers. So I'm sure that Coach Joel Parr and Hubba feeling pretty good about their defense. They'll travel to Hard Park to play Marquette, I believe, again, on Thursday night. Another game that uh, I'm not sure which game I would go to. Uh, there's a couple of them jumping off the page at me, but that Catholic Memorial against Whitefish Bay game. And I would think because Catholic Memorial, they both probably be at Whitefish Bay, actually, because Bay did not have a home game. So I would think that that game Thursday night will be at Whitefish Bay, but I'm not 100% sure of that. So check your listings and even then double check them and triple check them because who knows from you know from now to next week what's going to happen there. I know that Kiwaskum will travel to Fox Valley Lutheran on Thursday night. Fox Valley Lutheran got a bye uh, or forfeit win when Wapaka had to shut their program down. Slinger will play, I believe, Pewaukee, and that uh, that game would be probably at Slinger since they got a forfeit win against New Berlin West and did not get a home game, but that one's to be determined. Again, most games are on Thursday night unless both teams agree that they're going to make that that change. Man, I'll tell you, this scoreboard show is always fun to do, but this year it has been difficult. It, there's been a lot of challenges, and for my sideline reporters that are in the car, and I know you guys are listening, I cannot say thank you enough. I just can't. You guys have been incredible with the amount of of – of maneuvering and pivoting. We didn't get a chance to come together and, and do what we normally do, which is hand out gear and uh, from our friends at MilwaukeeShirtGuys.com, have some pizza and just kind of hang out and, and have some fun. We weren't able to do that. We had to have a little bit of a drive-through. You guys came in and, and grabbed your gear and got out of here. And I can tell you that the only time all the years I've been doing that, that anybody complained about cold pizza was last year. Sam, I'll, I'll give you a buck if you tell me. Think about our sideline reporters. All the guys that call in, which one would be the one that would complain that the pizza was cold? It was free. Alex and Zola. Okay. You're, you're onto something. Alex and Andy. Andy Marino. Okay, yeah. Those are the guys. Guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex and Andy. Two guys I worked with every day. The, if it's free, it's me is what they normally go with. But, no, they complain to the point that they said, hey, we'll pick up the pizzas. Because, I, I mean, I, I had to, you know, pick up the pizzas, get all the gear ready, do all that stuff. And they said, hey, why don't we pick up the pizzas? That way you can order them a little later and they'll be hot. It's like we got a microwave. <laughs> I'm telling cold. you. Who cares if it's cold? Yeah, they, they – uh, yeah. 
I, I, I'm a little surprised I let Andy come back and do games for me this Man, year. Man, he, uh, he really likes poking that bear. He again. Eventually, on, he's gonna get on the bit. phone. He did. You know what? He got his uh, out in the parking lot one night. I had two sets of boxing gloves in my uh, trunk. Oh, yeah. I remember the video of you and Gary Ellison about to throw down in the parking lot. Yeah, Gary, Gary ran away. He was Gary afraid. took off running. I don't know where he went. All of a sudden, he took off. What happened, Andy, the the, uh, the parking lot was dark, and he had to take his glasses off, which is perfect for me. And uh, his hands are really slow. That's the weird part. Like, younger guy, and he just... Uh, but when it came to getting free pizzas, his hands got real quick, even though it was cold pizza. Weird how it works like that. It's unbelievable. You know, he used to, he went to Wisconsin Lutheran. You know, that's, Oh, okay. All right. That explains a lot. That actually. explains a lot. Yeah. And he worked at Channel 10, you know, PBS stuff. And okay. Yeah. That, I think that tells you just about everything that you need to know. It's not a walk shot West guy. No. And all the other guys, you know, Ted Lang and Don Wachillis and, and certainly Mike Bush and John Moore, Michael Rachel, all these guys, Tyler Peters. All these guys, Jason Pittman, were all so thankful. Nate George, uh, he's been around with us, and and Todd Boltman, who's new, Eric Block, who's back. But the guys I worked with the closest were the guys that you know complained, like almost like you know like little girls kind of. <laughs> but I mean, we still love them. You know, that's what makes them great. You know, there's in a, a way, thin a line. Very thin line between love and hate. Did you know that? It's very thin. No, man, I love those boys. There's no doubt. Sam, thank you. You got, you did a great job. And that, you know, the show and Ted Lang brought it up where our phone lines went out. Oh man, I got to tell stories for three hours. I still remember that night. Man, you're calm, cool, collected. You guys were not me. I was sweating, but you guys did great, and I appreciate it. Austin, nice job. Thank you very much, everybody. Listen, thank you so much. Good luck. Uh, if you if your boys are still playing, good luck next week. And thanks a lot to our sponsors. This is the Citizens Bank. Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, powered by Current Electric on 1250 AM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.